This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so that's what I'm not doing. Enjoy the show! Hey guys, my name is Jerry and I'm the host of Hillbilly Horror Stories. You are not doing this without me. Well, that just happened. I'm his co-host and wife, Tracy. At least for the moment, and we are the hosts of Hillbilly Horror Stories, a mostly paranormal podcast, but we also cover anything creepy or unexplained. But mostly paranormal. Yep, I already covered that. What makes our show different from the other shows out there is that I'm going to tell you and Tracy a story. But I've never heard the story, so you're going to get my genuine reaction. There's probably a good chance that I'll ask the same questions that you guys are thinking at home. It's been said that we're scary enough for the true paranormal fan out there, but also funny enough for the skeptics who just want to listen in and have a good time. So hit that subscribe button anywhere you listen to podcasts and see why we have a five-star average rating on iTunes. You guys hear about this new documentary that came out it's called hellier it's by the folks over at planet weird and i saw it on amazon although i heard that it's on youtube as well but it's a five-part documentary five hours long and it follows dana and greg from planet weird as they go on this investigation to eastern kentucky trying to find the source or the cause of this weird email that they got from a random person and the documentary just follows their uh, adventures and their investigation. So Zinger over at the Zing This Podcast shot me a message and was like, hey, you want to talk about this? We're going to do a roundtable, me, Toby from Secret Transmission Podcast, and Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us. want to get together and talk about what we think of this documentary. So I said, sure. That's what we did. <laughs> Great story. Um, so this is a little different from normal episodes of Blurry Photos. It's going to be a fun little format as the four of us got together to discuss Hellier on this episode of Blurry Photos. Hey everybody, I'm David Flora. Welcome to Blurry Photos. This is a bonus uh, extra so this is in between seasons it's it's the the veil in between the magical uh, transition time <laughs> hope you're doing well season eight is coming out soon hope you enjoyed the end of season seven uh don't forget alien con is going to be june 21st through the 23rd in los angeles i'm going to be there moderating a panel on ufos and podcasting I still don't have a date yet, but as soon as I do, I will let you guys know uh, it's going to be one of those days. And then we're going to do a meet and greet one of those nights uh, out at a uh, a cool little bar that's uh, in L.A. Well, at least that's what we're leaning towards now. And once that all gets solidified, I'll let you know. I'm being pretty vague as it is, but um, I'll tell you as soon as I can. But uh, yeah, Alien Con in L.A. this year. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm I'm really excited about it. Derek from Monsters Among Us is going to be there. Hysteria 51 boys. Uh, Chris Cogswell, Mad Scientist Podcast. Ryan Sprague from uh, Somewhere in the Skies. And Ben Bolin from Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. They're all going to be on the panel. I'm going to be uh, moderating it, throwing the questions and uh, lassoing the the troops, as it were. Because that's a, a phrase. So, um, looking forward to that. But uh, for this episode, this sort of uh, in-between in episode... It was, it's, it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, I just finished up this uh, conversation. It's a round table on this documentary called Hellier, uh, which is about a town in Kentucky that I, I, I don't know. And these are our 
a lot of our thoughts about it. So if you haven't seen it, I would strongly recommend you uh, watch it, at least most of it, if you can, before hearing our thoughts and um, any spoilers or anything that, that comes out of this discussion. So, like I said, it, uh, if, you, if you have Amazon Prime, uh, you can find it on there. And the boys told me it was also on YouTube for free. So there's, there's that as well. Um, check it out and then uh, launch into this and... I'll shut up so that you can uh, listen to our discussion because we were able to uh, to talk about all sorts of stuff with it and uh, had a really good time. So here is our roundtable on Ellier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special gathering of minds for this discussion on a documentary that is both interesting and perplexing, I want to say. I'm Zinger of the Zingness Podcast, and I'm joined by... Uh, I'm David Flora. I'm the host of the Blurry Photos Podcast, and I'm excited to be join, joining you guys and talking about this, uh, this new documentary that came out. And I am Derek Hayes, host of Monsters Among Us Podcast, and I cannot wait to dive into this with you guys tonight. And I am Toby from the Secret Transmission Podcast, and... Uh, I don't know how excited I am to dive into this one with you guys. <laughs> oh, that band-aid came off real quick. <laughs> so, if you haven't seen the Hell Your documentary, I don't think we're going to go into step-by-step detail of every last thing about it. But definitely watch it before listening to this, because you will be completely not informed on anything we're discussing, per se. And... If anyone who worked in that documentary would be interested, I would love to have you on your, on my show. Or I'm sure any of the other hosts would love to have you on theirs um, to also do further discussion. But the thing I, I was most interested in is I, I want to start with the first episode. The initial report that the that, that these hosts got to this dead email address for one. Well for lack of a better term, dead email address, but from this guy in Hellier, Kentucky, which, um, not to put you on the spot floor, but you grew up in Kentucky. Is this an area you're familiar with, or am I on the complete wrong side of the state? This is um, pretty much on the wrong side of the state for me. Um, I was kind of in the north-central part. This is far eastern Kentucky and a little bit uh, south. Um, So it's like right there by... um, I think it's uh, Virginia and Tennessee, yep. right? Uh, I'll tell you this, though, and maybe it's too soon to get into it, but since you asked if I'm familiar with it, I, I may have been there uh, just on the fact that I did a theater internship in Roanoke uh, probably in 2004, 2005, I think. And sometimes um, I, I was there for like six or eight months, and I would make the trip from Roanoke back to my home uh, in Kentucky. And most of the time, like I would drive down through Tennessee and then come up 75, uh, into Kentucky. And one time I was like, I'm going to try a shortcut. And for some reason, I'm still here today after saying those words, but like (laughs) this, I hear banjos. I I did too. Like I took this shortcut that was supposed to cut straight across from you know, maybe like the Blacksburg area of Virginia or so, just straight across through Kentucky and then kind of up towards uh, Lexington. And it did not work. 
uh, I didn't have, I didn't have a map. I kind of, I think I, I, I don't know if I even printed out directions or just kind of like tried to wing it. I don't know what I was thinking and it's been a while, so I can't really remember. But what happened was, uh, I drove into Kentucky and this is, this is the mountains of Kentucky and they're very proud of, uh, being in the Appalachians there in the mountains. Um, Harlan Pikeville, Pike County is huge. It's the biggest County. And that's where a lot of this stuff is taking place. Uh, and it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous area, but when you're driving through it and you don't know where you're going and the sun's going down and you get into a little like spot town on the road and, and you start passing concrete buildings with big crosses on the side of them <laughs> and you don't know how to get out of there, how you got in there, what's going on. There's no like business or gas station or anything for a while. It starts getting a little freaky. <laughs> You're either dealing would, with, with hillbillies yeah. or vampires at this point in the story. I so mean, I'm intrigued either point, way. <laughs> all of the above. So like, uh, the, and the worst part was I'm trying to call my dad to like, help me to like get a map and help guide me out of there. There's no cell phone service. So it's like, I start having a panic attack when this happened. Luckily I get to a spot where there's a little bit of service and my dad helps like find the, the highway so I could get out. I don't know. It could have been hellier. It could, I, it could have been, uh, just like <laughs> crazy, crazy, uh, don't, don't come in here, Ville, cause we're going to eat you. I don't know, but it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> Did you it see any goblins? Did you see I a goblin? I didn't. Well, you I probably didn't. weren't I in hell here then. That's most likely <laughs> the, the situation. You know, when, when I started watching this, uh, I like to pride myself on knowledge of the U S like where cities are, states. That kind of thing, and I completely forgot that this region even existed. Eastern Kentucky, like the basically Lexington and East, I completely forgot that they, there was people there. So when this came on, I'm like, "Well, this is interesting. <laughs> like, it's just a place you don't think about. I don't get calls from that area, as far as I know. No. You certainly don't see it on TV or anything. Um, maybe Mountain Monsters goes there. I don't know. I don't. I don't watch that. But um, just the idea of that area, just a big blank spot on the map, is is virtually how it looked to me until you know, the documentary that I watched. Toby, what were your thoughts on this initially from just the setup of the area that it took place in? Well, first, I think it's really important that you should let the listeners know, like YouTube, you you can watch us on YouTube mm-hmm. and you've Wait, got five. You can watch Hellier on, on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. I thought it was only on Amazon. Or it, it also yeah. is available on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. You can, uh, it, it's five parts. It's a, five hour long little mini series documentary thing this is a really terrifying place because (laughs) to me when i went to west virginia for the mothman festival it was really my first time out in that part of the country and watch it i grew up there no no no. so did i hills (laughs) just kidding i'll call hills are mountains to me so (laughs) it freaked me out because they just kept going up and up and up And uh, I don't know, there's just because I'm in Texas and I don't deal with y'all's hills, as I say y'all's. So, like, there's something weird and foreign about an area like that to me already. And then now you're throwing in these uh, uh, coal mines and stuff where everything supposedly takes place. It's got everything to be a terrifying place for someone like me who's 
not around the hills and, and coal mines and stuff. So uh, I, I'm not trying to get into it too much yet, but yeah, I, I feel like it's got the setup for the, the perfect amount of fear for someone that's not used to that area. It's the perfect place to hide something, though. I mean, you have mines, yeah. and they mention in the documentary that it sits atop the Mammoth Cave System, which apparently is the largest cave system on the planet. Uh, mm. That's been discovered, at least. So the mystery is there. The the terrain, the uh, habitat for something strange to live is there. Uh, whether or not it's true, I don't know. That's that's for somebody else to determine. But you're right. The area is super creepy, and it's it's hidden away. There's there's plenty of land there for something strange to to hole up. Well, and if you also throw in that there's other myths and legends already surrounding the area, you know, not too far off, you've got the Mothman Flatwoods. You've got uh, the 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 yeah the Flatwoods. You've got Hopkinsville. The, uh, Hopkinsville, I couldn't think of the name, Hopkinsville Goblins. So you've already got a couple of, uh, I don't know how big they are just because we're all into that stuff. I don't know how big that legend is outside of our bubble of weird stuff, but you do have those three big ones already. So it's not too far-fetched to be like, oh, well, there's this other thing that's happening here. Just like they tie it all in together in the, the series, like they bring up. They try to, it's, this documentary is real weird about how they try to tie in so many different things, you know, whether it be uh, UFOs, ghosts. Uh, John Keel's stuff, like everything John Keel talked about. This, I wish I could yeah. see this up on a, on a pin board with all the red string tying everything together, because I'm sure it's ridiculous when it's laid out like that. Just, just every time they mention something new, a new little bubble pops out and the string attaches and Toby's like, yes, I see it all. I see it all coming together while it goes apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like a beautiful mind. It's just popping up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Derek was right. Like the Mammoth Cave, Ma- Mammoth Cave I am familiar with. I've been there a couple of times and it's uh, this, I mean, it is a, a gigantic cave system. And I knew it was big, but when they put up the graphic um, in one of the episodes saying, like, how far it extends and stuff, like, it's it's state-level uh, uh, largeness. You know what I mean? It, it goes it, – they had it going up into, what, like Pennsylvania or farther? In New like, York. I saw it up in yeah. the New England area. Ohio. So that's something like if, – if, if I had the time – uh, I would I would want to check into that because I've never heard it being you know being that big. I just want to check and see like is this really this big? Are there cave systems that's connected? Like have have people mapped this out for for real? Uh, that that was something that stuck out to me. But I that was the one thing out of this whole thing. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot it right now. <laughs> this is this is the biggest thing that stuck out uh, as being the most interesting to me in the whole series was how they tied in all these different phenomena along this mammoth cave system. I thought that was a stroke of genius on their part. I, right. I Sorry, go ahead, Toby. Well, I was just going to say with, with the, the uh, Hopskinville goblins, that was one thing that I, I don't remember ever seeing in the research or anyone's, you know, any anything I've ever heard about that was that the Hopskinville goblins was near a coal mine. And yeah. th- they said that it was. And if, if it is, then that's really interesting, you know, if yeah. if all is true and all. <laughs> because, 
Kelly Hopkinsville is, is, is really in all reality, it's nowhere near Hellier, and right. and neither, yeah, and neither is um, Point Pleasant. Like, but when they put that graphic of Mammoth Cave on there, it encompasses all of them. So. Well, right. The crazier part is it goes all the way north into, I believe, Massachusetts. So you have the Dover Demon. Uh, yeah, you also have the, that. the yep. Puckwudgie uh, up into mm-hmm. Ohio. And I think it went, I wish I had the graphic in front of me. I think it went into northern Ohio, which is northern Ohio where the melonheads uh, are oh, yeah. reported often. So there's a lot of these creatures that seem to be the same description or similar descriptions that fit over top of this map. And I, I'm 100% with, with Flora on this that. As soon as they started talking about this, I was glued to the TV. Like I'm like, okay, let's go on this ride. This is the ride I want to go on. And two seconds later, they stop the bus and get on another one. That's sure. where that's where they lost me. Like you have this rabbit trail. I want you to go to New York. I want you to go to Massachusetts. I want you to investigate different parts of this cave system and tell me what you find. But instead, they put on headphones and, and mumble at each other for five hours. So that's uh. that's a huge miss up or, missed opportunity in my opinion. Um, I didn't make the documentary. I know it's a ton of work to make films like this, so yeah. I'm going to do as little dogging on it as possible. But that's the part where essentially they lost me. I continued watching, obviously, but that's the part where I'm, where if it branched off, I would have went the other way. If it was a choose-your-own-adventure, I certainly would have chose the adventure rather than uh, the synchronicities of it all. Well, can, I, can I make one comment about the actual series of it? No. I, no. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> so I, I think one thing that was I, I like your idea of like, hey, let's let's see where this all connects. That would have been the best. That would have been cool. If if they follow up and do that, maybe. I think what they got distracted doing was trying to stretch this out into a five part series. And they had all this footage and they were just like, Well, we gotta use all of it. We have to use every bit of it. Because there was so many pointless things that they showed there there's so much set up like there when they pull into parking lots someone had to get there beforehand and they got their <laughs> camera out and said okay now you can drive in because they wanted that dramatic feel to it and i feel like cut all that out cut all all the the little the the ip address part we didn't need any of that oh. none of that was helpful for the the whole story of this whole thing it it just drug out the story and you're when they uh, would would do the uh, what's it called uh, spirit box, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it was it was interesting at some parts, but at, most of the time it was just like it was unedited. It was it was just there. It was just the whole session, and it was kind of miserable watching some of that stuff. <laughs> so that's my. I, I feel like there was some cool ideas and cool things that they were they were going for and, and looking into. I just feel like you could have trimmed this down to maybe two episodes and it would have gotten the same message across the same, everything. It just cut out a little bit of it, but that's just my no knowledge of making a documentary opinion. So I'm not going to poo poo on Toby, but I'm going to poo poo on Toby for a second with this. Um, <laughs> I actually, ironically, In between me saying, hey, guys, we should do this episode, and us doing this episode, because we gave everyone enough time, scheduling and everything, to to watch it, take it in. Um, Toby, I'm sure, did it today. Yep. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there was, and and I'm not trying to plug them, it's just I'm pointing this out, the Paranormal Podcast with Jim Harold, 
had the guys, the guy behind this on, and he pointed out one that he wasn't very into the spirit box thing before he saw it happening. Greg, wasn't you talking about Greg Newkirk? Yeah. Okay. I believe that's. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, it was Greg. Greg. Dana. I I listened to Jim's uh, podcast the other day. It was it was Greg on there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I I like that as a supplement to seeing this. It kind of gave a little bit more backstory behind like him making it in the sense of he said, you know, hey, I wasn't really into the spirit box thing until we started doing it. So I was like, oh, okay. Still doesn't interest. The spirit box thing is like, that's where I got off the train where I was like, woo, this train's a go. Where's the next stop (laughs) (laughs) for me? Because I'll tell you in a second where my thing was. But the other thing is they said they wanted to leave even the dead ends and stuff in there because they said like with like stuff like Monster Quest and these other shows, they're designed to be a show. There's a point, you know, there's a certain formula they have to follow. But with this, they wanted to show that sometimes stuff ends in a dead end. So I'm like, it's cool you did that. But a lot of us are adapted to wanting a conclusion, wanting something at the end where this kind of just trails off. I... I'm I'm of the same mind with you like when that when they brought that out and I think for me it was the tarot when they when they brought the tarot out in that uh that hotel room motel room I was like wait a minute what what am I watching here like you guys are you know quote unquote investigators who are following up on this weird email where somebody's asked for help you go which, down there which I want to get back out. that email I yeah, want to get you, back that email you go down try to check it out and and now you're looking for uh, a physical being, something that has left tracks, something that has that people have seen and has terrorized them, supposedly. And now all of a sudden you're trying to communicate with the dead or spirits, and mm-hmm. and you're asking the tarot for like you're you're throwing your questions to the ether. Like there, they were really. He made a good point about. Uh, investigators talking to each other. Bigfoot investigators need to talk to UFO investigators need to talk to cryptid, you know, like I I'm, I'm fine with that. That's a good point. But like, if you're going, if you're going out there to look for goblins, why are you doing tarot card readings? That, that to me and the spirit box, you know, that was just weird and kind of like oil and water in a way. I had the same note written yeah. down, actually. I, the note I wrote down is, you can't find Bigfoot with a Ouija board. And that's <laughs> essentially what they were trying to do. And again, that's, exactly. that's where the wheels fell off of, of, of that particular investigation, in my opinion. I would have liked to have seen some game cams put up somewhere or you know yeah. something yes. like that to I get mean, out in dudes, the field a little they bit. They needed better flashlight. They needed like a floodlight, at least one floodlight. <laughs> Because every Just time they're one. like, what was that? Did you hear that? And then and then either they wouldn't shine a flashlight in that direction, or they would put up a little, like, little, little bitty kind of hand flashlight. A, a book lamp. <laughs> yeah. Like a, and I'm like, I can't, like nobody can see squatch, what's out there. Like a blurry photos, pin, pin light. <laughs> what they I actually find mine. I found mine the other day. That's why it popped in my head. <laughs> in all fairness to them on that on that front, I, I don't do a ton of investigations, but I do a couple here and there. And I use the smallest flashlight I can get my hands on for one reason and one reason only. If I Wait. use it, it doesn't destroy my night vision. Right. So 
it, all you do is turn that light on once and your night vision is done for a half an hour. Maybe more if it's your eyes are old. So maybe that's the reason why they didn't do that. Night vision cameras, on the other hand, would have been a nice addition to the investigation. Or thermal. I, w- yeah, I would have liked would have been good. thermal. I mean, it, th- these people are probably working on a budget, too. I can't fault oh, I'm sure. that either. I'm sure. But like, and you're right about the night vision thing, but at the same time, they're all sitting around these these little pod lamps. So I don't think they had night vision I'm sure, yeah. you know, to, to start, but it's a good point. There's something else I want to touch on before we go any further. Going back to the spirit box, does anybody else get the feeling – this is not going to be a popular comment, by the way – but does anybody else get the feeling that – Spirit boxes are what orbs were 10 years ago. Ooh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to that. No, I don't. I, I don't think it's the same in the, in the sense that um, a spirit box is a way to communicate with the, the damned. <laughs> the ether. <laughs> the ether, the... the the forces that are out there, the, the bank unseen. robbers that have died, <laughs> <laughs> and and orbs are supposed to be a physical manifestation of that energy, um, and and not it, it's not a communication thing. Is that what you're getting at? Like the the photos with the the circles and the blurry stuff? No, I wasn't going that deep with it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Is that a synchronicity? <laughs> I, I, I meant. I meant more in line with, uh, you know, orbs are easily explainable. We all know what those are. They're dust picked up by usually an IR uh, lens on a camera, or I'm sorry, IR light on a camera. And this spirit box thing, I think, you know, anybody with a rational mind can sit there and say, well, it's ob- they're obviously picking up radio broadcasts. That's all it does. It just well, that's what it sounded like. Cycles right? through. Yeah. So you're just picking yeah. that up. So you're taking something we know what it is and applying it to what you're looking for. You're basically creating the evidence that you need to prove the existence of these creatures or these entities or whatever the case may be. Uh, I don't literally think they're the same uh, in, in the way that you mentioned, Flora, but it just kind of like that same phenomenon. It kind of has that same flavor to it where we know what this is. This is – I mean we shouldn't even be taking this seriously, yet there's an entire five – episode uh, documentary basically <laughs> focused on nothing but these recordings. And until I'm you know, presented with some sort of information that changes my mind otherwise, I think it's bogus. I think you're just picking up radio frequencies. I mean, like, like I said, Greg said that he didn't, he thought it, he kind of was like whatever about it till he saw it in action. So it's one of those things. I mean, none of us here, well, Toby, me, me and you when we were at Mothman kind of passively witnessed this. So all four of us, ironically, if you want a synchronicity, have all been to the Mothman Festival at separate times or have been to Point Pleasant. Me and um, me and Toby. Flora. No, me and Flora went out to the igloos the first year I was there mm-hmm. with a tour. Don't do that. Don't. Go out on your own. Because <laughs> me and Toby. Well, don't do that Toby either because I couldn't figure out how to get into those things. I went by myself. Oh, no, 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 dude. Dude, we're, we're, we're doing it this year. We're doing it this year. <laughs> I'll see so you So me and Toby went out there. And nobody's going to be there to hush you on the bus. <laughs> exactly. So me and Toby went out there with a group of people, and there was some paranormal investigators doing stuff. Some, some big shot paranormal investigators, well, apparently. Big shot know. YouTube. So, so to us measly podcasters, it was... High, high quality. Yeah, no, they they had a bunch of uh, equipment. They had the spirit box. They had a bunch of crazy stuff with them. So 
we were in one of the igloos, and I don't know what triggered it, but they started using the spirit box. And I kid you not, I was out of there within five seconds. So I'm like, oh, I'm not even going to stand around for this bull crap that's about to happen. Well, that and, was echoey in there, and, and they had it on so that you got all the static and the random channels, and then it was echoing, and then everyone was like, did you and, hear that? Yeah, it and it, it just turned into a ju- just a jumbled mess of... Did you hear that? Oh my gosh, it just said that. And it's just like, I'm like, I'm not even going to be around for the headache that this is about to cause me. <laughs> and just overhearing. See, and that's one cool thing that, because when we did see that, I was like, that's just too much. And you misinterpret things because the person on the left is like, oh, did that, did that just say die? Yeah, it sure did say die. I like that they had one guy. Now, I wish they would have had two guys. I think, or two people you know, sitting with their own headphones, kind of saying what they would hear from the same frequency. I think that would have been more interesting if they were picking up the same words, you know, and that's what I thought they were doing. Yeah. They were about to do is all put on their own headphones to see what they, but of course it was just one guy sitting there with, uh, did he have blindfold on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He had yeah, the ping he had pong balls. You, it's, it's yeah. complete deprivation of anything, but the only thing you're, you're hearing is that. And there, of course, people are talking and you're supposed to be responding the I, ethers I thought, responding to your questions. <laughs> well, right. it, I thought that was interesting. A lot of hand waving. <laughs> I, I mean, if if you're gonna do it, do it that way so there's no influence of like what everyone's saying because they were they were asking questions, and like one of the guys kind of stumbled and, and fell over when he was trying to sit down, and it said "careful" or something like that right afterwards. I mean, if they really truly were noise canceling headphones, I mean that's kind of neat. I'll, I'll give that a, a kind of a, yeah, that was okay. Yeah, but. I mean, there were, I, I think, and that goes back to your point, Derek, about uh, Greg saying that, you know, he kind of, or somebody somebody said it, that he bought into it after a while, after seeing it in action. Yeah. That there were too many coincidences uh, of what was going on or what they thought was going on and what he was saying. And, you know, I'm... I'm I'm kind of jaded and skeptical uh, after you know years of doing this and <laughs> learning about the tricks and and stuff and I I can't bring myself to to truly trust that there wasn't either some kind of um, reactions going on that it wasn't truly uh, deprived of all senses or some senses and there wasn't some either good editing or scripting going on but. That's that's going way off the the skeptic end, uh, probably unfairly. So <laughs> I'm not going to say that they, you know, did the, that they scripted it all or they they put it together. But it's just like the the Ouija board stuff, like you were mentioning. You know, you p- people will uh, s- people will spell out what they what they want to spell yeah. out, or they'll spell something. You know, they'll make a pattern out of something and we're wired to recognize patterns. And, and that's, that's a lot of what was going on in this whole series was them attributing something special and, and patterns to stuff that probably wasn't special, probably was coincidences. Now I've got a question for you, for all four of us. Would you be willing to, in that situation, actually be the person to have the stuff put on you? And to hear these secret transmissions from the other side. Sure. I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. 
I'll try it. I would I'm, love I'm two to, for four to try right it. now. I'm gonna go four for four tonight. <laughs> I, I I agree with David. I would a hundred percent be there. I would be in a mine with a flashlight. I would be camping out on one of those. Oh bridges no, no, overnight. I'm talking about putting doing the ping pong ball. Oh, I'm sorry. That. I thought you meant what would you like get into the investigation? Um, well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, what do I have to lose? But it, yeah, is it one like, of those? Try it at least. But is it one <laughs> yeah. of those things to where? What if it turns you from a skeptic into a true believer after that? Like, do you think it? Well, that'd be great. Yeah, like, that's the goal. I mean, isn't that's it? yeah, that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm searching for. After game all, game over, after I can close the shop. I guess <laughs> we're all out of a job now, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jurassic you know, Park. <laughs> they have those uh, uh, those deprivation uh, tanks where they they it's full of water and it's dark and it's soundproof. I want to do one of those. I think that's that'd be really cool because I I see. Uh, there's a video of someone like going in one and coming out and they just had this big grin on their face because they didn't have, how did they explain it? Like they didn't have the outside world really bothering them. And it's almost like you hallucinate a little bit. So you do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what that stuff is. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing with deep meditation too. Right. So like, yeah, there, there's something to be said about it. And I'm with you, Toby. I'd love to try that as well. But like I did try, past life regression once with a a supposed psychic or, you know, someone who's in touch with the higher masters. And like I afterwards, it was a deeply moving experience, but I, it didn't make me a believer at all. It actually made me think, well, this is just sort of a form of like wakeful dreaming that I experienced, you know, what, what, what we were kind of playing along with in the session being a, a past memory, a past life, but I could have easily just dreamed that or just made it up, you know, and imagined it uh, a story in my head. See, you know, you can see the pictures in your head and everything. So like stuff like that, it, it doesn't mean to me, it doesn't mean that you're in touch with, um, the other side, another dimension, a higher, you know, vibration. It. It means your imagination is kind of freer and you don't have all these outside stimuli uh, that's affecting your creativity or, or your, you know, your ability to imagine things. And that's that's kind of how I'm falling on it right now. And I don't know, to be honest, what would what would what it would take to convince me that you're not just imagining this because the imagination is pretty powerful, you know? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no. <laughs> well, the the only thing that in this particular case is when he's doing the uh, the spirit box, he's not like I mean he's listening to the the radio thing where it's changing channels, but he has that vision of a can of a, of a tin. Can. Oh my god! Yeah, the tin can. He stops whatever he's doing right in the middle of it. And he's like tin can. I just pictured a tin can. Thought it was important. Tin can. So. I mean that's that's where, yeah, it's all imagination. But if we're saying hundred percent true, nothing was staged, nothing was set up. He had a vision of a can during all this process of looking for goblins, talking to ghosts, thing. And then they find one. And then they find a can later on, which did it look like a can to you guys at first? Like I was. I didn't even see I was, it. What kind of can is it? it looked it was like a kind of a stunted can, right? Like a pretty short, fat can. Yeah, and but it, not it, like tuna. 
but it looked like Vienna sausages. No, even bigger than that. I feel yeah, like Snickers bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Snickers. They were hunting for the Honey Allen Swamp Monster back there. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Like, it looked like a new can to me, and I hate. Hey, to, there you I go. To, I hate to be that guy, but to me, it looked like it didn't. It wasn't in there for years. Thank and you. Years. I'm glad I'm not the only one because I I was watching it with my wife, and I was like, Are they really thinking that this is like something that they didn't drop? <laughs> Like five seconds beforehand. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that cans can't, you know, be ten years old and not be completely rusted. But like, right? Was this yeah, inside I, a cave? I was skeptic Is, of that. I'm trying too. to remember. Yes. Okay, yeah, so they, I, I do a lot of like running around the woods, kind of thing, hiking and stuff. And I go into like overcrop or uh, overhangs and, and cliffs and, and stuff like that. And you see cans in there all the time because what happens is people go in there for shelter and they make their little beans with their little tiny campfire and they just leave the can. You they literally don't clean up see after that themselves. everywhere. And if, yeah. And if it's in, yeah, Smokey the Bear is rolling in his grave. Yeah. <laughs> that Native American cries. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you go to any cave, especially in like Appalachia, you're going to find a can. I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. It's not that big of a synchronicity to me. And and the other and thing. There was a cave that they were doing like, that was an old coal mining cave. Railroad cave, I think. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's somewhere people worked. I'm 100% sure people would just throw their crap. Yep. Exactly. And if it's if it's covered, then it's going to look newer than, and not be as rusted because it's protected from the elements. Yeah, but they were talking about how all those uh, – okay, so the footprint, it had that uh, – not soot. Let's, is, let's is, talk slurry? about these footprints. I love okay. the footprints. It, it okay. was like the mud. It was a mud water type slurry. of – Oh, yeah. Slurry. 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 Yes. There we go. I would have – there was nowhere that they found any slurry from not, – not saying that every – entrance of a cave has to have the slurry stuff but they didn't find any of it and they kept talking about it if there was any kind of water sitting in there wouldn't it eat away the can or maybe i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's in the right place in the right spot it could sit there forever yeah okay yeah. That, that's what i was trying to get essentially at. That's, that's true I'm, it would yeah. rust yeah like you know one way or another it would probably rust but i i it, hate to like it, it the way the path we're going down, it it just sounds like we don't trust them. Um, of course, then again, you know we don't know them. We don't we don't know for sure. But it it seems like if you told me they made this uh, where they they either uh, placed the can and then and then made it seem like they found it, or they found the can and then they did that spirit box thing. They recorded that afterwards. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Right, like the most surprising thing, of course, would be if if they were one hundred percent above board, everything happened just in the sequence they say mm-hmm. it did and how it happened to them. Like, then, yeah, I mean, that's that's a fun, <laughs> cool coincidence. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what it is. Is uh, I think because we are uh, fans of or investigators or whatever you want to consider us as in this paranormal stuff. We do take a little bit of skepticism with it because, I mean, we don't flat Earth. I mean, <laughs> oh God. there's there's all this proof. I'm not trying to bash any flat Earther, but there's all this Why proof. Not? Proof. <laughs> bash away, <laughs> it's fine. Proof. But that's what I'm saying. Like, we're still like, wait a minute. I see that you're trying to prove this point, 
but let's talk about it. So even I don't feel like we're necessarily bashing them just for asking questions of like, well, this could be what it is because it's just they're investigating it. Why can't we investigate what they're doing? So sure. I'm not I'm not saying that they planted anything, but Right. You know, it's said out loud now. Okay, yeah, you thought the can looked funny too? Okay, we're in the same boat, but we'll, we'll trust their story for now because we're, we're going on their word mm. and their video footage. True. So I think the bigger thing we need to question here in this particular um, sequence of events is the fact that if these spirits or entities or whatever whatever these things are travel through space and time or ethers or whatever to get to us and their message is tin can – what are they saying to us? I mean, of all the things they could have chose out of the key, they could have said the word keel, and that would have meant a lot. But no, they show a picture of a tin can. Like, talk about coincidence. Talk about stretching. Um, I just, I just don't see it. If it was a picture of a moth, a plus sign, and a man, then that's something. <laughs> Equals but question it's mark. A can that's a great like. Point. <laughs> that, I mean, that's, that's like me saying, like, oh, an image of the Flatwoods monster just popped up on my computer. Well, of course it did, because that's all I do all day long is look at this stuff. So, you know, algorithms and stuff have pushed these images to my social media. So, of course, it's going to come to me. And it's kind of the same thing here. Of course, you're going to find a can in a dumpy I mean, area. If they've in hiked around, they've somewhere. probably seen cans in numerous places. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm oh, not no, saying no, they're, no. they're hoaxing anything. I didn't see anything that made me think that. Um, you know, I, I'm not a filmmaker per se. I went to film school. I made films, that kind of thing. So I know the hard work that goes into it. And I don't want to, like, try to discredit them by – I mean, you guys can have your opinion. I don't, I don't care. Especially you, Toby. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if for me, I don't, see, I don't see any kind of fakery going on. I think it was just a lot of jumping to conclusions and wishful thinking. I, You know, I, I love that point that – if these spirits are are so uh, free to move move about the ether, and and the reason I say that is because they they're like, hey, this one guy from the Estes Hotel just showed up. Hey, what's going on, Eddie? Like, what? <laughs> so so he can come from Colorado to uh, to Pike County, Kentucky. Like, that. What are the rules of of the afterlife? Obviously, we don't <laughs> know them, but but at the same time, why are they so crappy at communication? <laughs> Yeah. If they can communicate, why don't they communicate? You know, why do they have to be like red, not good, careful, <laughs> banana keys? Yeah, like like. Oh, he wants us to look for a banana. No, he just saying random crappy ears on the radio. Like, come on. <laughs> I I guess I've answered my own question in that um, uh, we don't know the rules of the afterlife. <laughs> so how can if we? If only there was a handbook for the. For the recently deceased. Recently diseased. <laughs> Isn't that a book? <laughs> okay, so uh, can I, I want to bring up the synchronicity thing. Uh, yes, please. I've had... I, I want to bring up the initial report at some point. <laughs> oh. We should probably do that before we get too deep into the story. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's what hooked me. Episode one, this report that these people got, I'm like, I'm sitting there... And, like, the childhood version of me is sitting there going, don't watch this. You will be terrified. And I'm like, I'm good. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, is it light out? Okay, good. Because <laughs> the tapping on the window, the, like, I I'll say, and I've said it before, I used to be terrified to no end of, like, aliens. Just beyond terrified of this exact situation happening. Uh-huh. Of waking up. To something tapping on my window. Yeah, or running around outside. 
Yes, yeah. and I lived out in the middle of nowhere, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I was 20 yards away from being out in the middle of the woods if I wanted to walk in a certain direction. So this stuff hit home for me when I was hearing this report of, like, what? Oh, my gosh. This is, like, ah. Uh. And the thing that got me was the the kids being okay with it at first. The, like, oh, there's little things playing out. So I'm, like... If that were me, it would have been me screaming, bolting through every end of the house, going, there's something outside. Dad, get the gun. Yeah. Classic, though, so, right? Classic that the kids experience it, and they're like, oh, it's those uh, those bald kids. By, by the way, if one of my kids ever walks into my room and goes, "There's a," little, I'll be like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Not my house. This ain't happening. Zanger's on the phone with Redfin, like just listing his house immediately. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> no, one of the things that, about the initial report that caught my attention, and I do not mean. Yeah, I, I want oh, sorry. your response actually, because I kind of want to know if you had this submitted. No, I haven't. How, but I have seen no, it in no, other if, places. If, if you had this submitted to you, how would you have taken this initially? Um. Because it kind of almost sounds too unbelievable. Well, here, let, let me You're finish talking my... talking about the email from David Christie, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. The, the first email. L- let me finish my thought, and I think it'll actually answer your question. Okay. okay. When sorry, I get sorry. calls in, and I don't want to give away my, my secrets to like, thinning out the, the crap from the, the good stuff, but two things stuck out to me. One, I know the area, even though I said I forgot about it. I do know the area, and you can see it on the map. Why is a doctor living in this area? Where is he practicing? If you know, is he a professor? Where is he? Where is he teaching? Like, what kind of doctor would be living in this area, and what would he do for a living? Maybe he's retired. I don't know. But that's something that that stuck out to me immediately. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any town nearby. Now I could be wrong. I didn't do any deep dive on this. And then the other thing, and this is the the. I don't mean it to be offensive, but it's going to come off offensive, and there's no way about it. This <laughs> letter was written really eloquently, and I'm not saying people from Kentucky cannot be smart. Sorry, Flora. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying oh, that— Oh, really? You're, <laughs> you're going to apologize when there's a guy saying there's planets between the Earth and Moon? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Anyhow, so I, I just thought the letter was written really well, um, unless they cleaned it up. I didn't see a lot of punctuation problems or anything like that. So after watching the documentary and seeing the people that I grew up with, these people, these are my family, so I can say this. Um, I grew up in the backwoods <laughs> of Ohio, and a lot of my relatives, there's no way in hell they could have wrote that email. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They're great people. They're not dumb people. They're just not people that um, – uh, have a firm grasp of the English language. Let's put it that way. And I'm one of these people. Trust me. I know all about this. Um, it, He's it's talking a, about you, Toby. Yes. And I'm talking about yeah, Toby yeah, as well. Yeah, there but is, there but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's just certain, um, and I probably shouldn't, I probably shouldn't even say this, honestly, but it's something that did stick out to me. And, and in situations like this, you try to get your hands on any kind of evidence whatsoever. And to me, it stuck out that this was so well written. And, you know, it's it's very possible that there's people, educated people there that I'm not saying that that's not the case. And that may be exactly what this is. It was a doctor that worked the next town over or something like that. But it is something that, that caught my attention and I thought was worth mentioning. Crucify was, me uh, now. Could he have <laughs> said he was a doctor, though, to try to get more credibility? Credibility. Because, yeah. I mean. Did I miss that part? No, no, no. I'm just saying, is that something he could have done? Because 
I oh. think they kind of deciphered that wasn't the real name of the person, the David Christie. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was a red flag for me too, Derek, because yeah, it, it was written in a very, um, in a very narrative way, a very mm-hmm. like, this is a story as opposed to an experience. Exactly. And the, there's a big red flag in there towards the beginning of it. Uh, with the uh, and and it was when they had that awful voice actor trying to do a Kentucky accent, um, <laughs> reading it, uh, and it was the part where he's like, "There's a cave in the property, but I won't go in there by my lonesome." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" I'm like, "Did he write this in in 1863?" Like, <laughs> spoiler alert: Sam, Sam Elliott actually wrote this email. <laughs> yeah. I went in there looking to kill the Bigfoot after killing Hitler. Uh, But like, I'm like, nobody, I'm sorry, but nobody says I'm going, even, even in the the mountains of Kentucky, they're not saying I won't go in there by my lonesome. Maybe he was a doctor of history. Maybe he was a a civil war expert and had just finished reading a bunch of letters home. (laughs) My dearest Clarence. Yeah. I did not want to face the goblins today in the firing line, but I did by my lonesome. <laughs> and like, I don't mean to make fun like, of these people. I certainly do not mean well, to do that. But, we're but there not, is a little bit of truth here. Obviously, this dude wasn't from there. Yeah, that's the point I'm getting at. Is It's clear that whoever wrote this is not from Hellier, Kentucky. It's, it's yeah. just that obvious. Uh, and also, why did it take him four episodes to track down the IP address? Wait, they actually tracked down the IP address? If, if, if there's... Well, they... They, they tried. They oh, okay. Tried. I was like, did yeah, I just they, miss... Because I was like, I never thought they ever concluded what... Oh, it, it was a big part of episode four. Like, it was like a 30-minute part of it. I must have, like, just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missed that somehow. I, and and Lucky. that kind of goes with uh, what you were asking, uh, Justin, was like, when they... <laughs> When they receive this, you know, red flag, how it's written, red flag by my lonesome. And then like that would make me if I got if I got a couple of red flags right off like that, I would be like, all right, where is this really coming from? And, you know, and try to try to figure that out. And then if I got these rando locations uh, that's popping up, you know, possibly from a VPN, then I'd be like, yeah, this is this is bullshit, you know. But the other thing is. I mean, I don't know. My my podcast doesn't go off of reports, but what would someone get from falsifying a report like this to a basically dead account, too? Well, he created a five-episode documentary by sending this email, basically. True. I, I mean, true. That, that's what Probably he got out of Probably not his goal, it, but, but... He's like, dang it. I didn't want... This is the, exactly what I didn't want them to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That that's a great question, and and that that has come up so much in other cases. Like, what do people who hoax stuff, you know? Let's let's say for a second it is a hoax. What do the people get out of it, and why do they do it? You know, and really the answers run the gamut. You know, they get a kick out of just screwing with people, or they have a a, a bone to pick with them, and they want to send them. They want to waste their time, basically, right? Yeah. So. It could be any number of reasons. Um, and it was particularly interesting that they found one of the VPN or one of the possible IP addresses was what they say an hour or two hours away from where they were living at the time in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
I don't know. And, and they were talking about, well, who all hates us? The, and the, <laughs> the, the girl that was with them was like listing off other paranormal people, uh, paranormal investigators that didn't like them. Which was so, really interesting. I wish they would have kind of went through the list of, well, we screwed over this person. <laughs> we, because I think that would have even been interesting. That would have been more interesting than the 30 minutes of them just filming their computers and them talking back and forth to their, their tech person. Like, yeah. Uh, that was that was really uh, long. And I was out. I was okay with it, but I I like when they started it. I was I like screamed at the TV, "Thank you!" Because I was like, "Why didn't you do this in <laughs> day episode one, one stuff? Day one stuff before you leave Ohio. That's what yeah, you before do. you do a whole trip to another state. Like, or actually, at that time, was it he another was country? Yeah, yeah weren't they in living, Canada? He, he, he couldn't leave Canada to go investigate right. because he didn't have a visa or so, I don't know what the deal he was. Well, he was trying to get citizenship. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 naturalization. That's, right. that's it. Yeah. But mid, midway through that process, they both got jobs in Cincinnati, and so they switched immigration because she's from Canada. So they, they basically flipped, and now they live in Cincinnati. Um, don't ask me why I know that. Also a beautiful area. They, yeah, they, they, <laughs> they point that out. Yeah, our, our terrible football team there, Justin. Yeah, yeah. We're both Bengals yeah, fans, Is that sadly. a synchronicity? That, that oh, we're no, fans it's of sad Bengals? is what that is. That's, that's tragedy. Brief. Um, Sorry. Going back to Toby's point about this feuding, you guys know as well as I do that it doesn't take a whole lot to make enemies in the paranormal world. I don't know why Ooh. that's the case. I don't think I have any, but I can see my comment about Kentucky easily creating a couple. Um <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a valid it is a valid uh, question to ask is maybe who did they piss off that would want to waste tons of time and essentially waste tons of our time um <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's harsh. That's harsh. Most importantly, our I time. just agree with Toby. It should have been a ninety-minute film. That's all I'm going to say. It should have been a ninety-minute film. Um, but it, it, there, there, there is that you have to look at that. That people are willing to send you on a goose chase just to waste weeks of your time, tons of money, and get you not necessarily out of the way, just make you look bad, and essentially that means they win. It, it's it's sad, but it is a, a reality. Don't ever feed the troll. Exactly. But then there's that weird uh, connection of the Terry wrist, <laughs> which is just crazy, and and his cryptic uh, uh, emails and stuff, right? Like, so same person or what? What's the deal with that? Like, why? Where does that come into it? It's an interesting name choice. <laughs> I think it may be. It, it may just point to the answer. He may just be terrorizing them in this way, like you know, waste. Like I said, wasting their may, time, wasting their it, resources. Maybe it is somebody who's like, all right, they didn't get on screwing with them before. Let me just make it blatantly obvious. Oh, God, they're still feeding into this. All right, well, let me just keep stringing them along. Well, something that really pushed them to go along with all of this anyway, besides the emails, was synchronicity. They found synchronicity in everything. They were listening to a podcast about the Kentucky Goblins or, or the the. Hopskinville goblins, and then uh, they on Twitter or something it popped up that you know there uh, some uh, news yeah thing, you don't weird, weird don't news you use thing. that oh, thing yeah. Toby or I mean I'm sure a few of us do the where it will just take like an old episode or an old post and just randomly repost it yeah well and see okay I need so, to do that. Yeah, yeah, me, me, me too. I mean, I you've totally exceeded do. my abilities long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any Derek, of that. Derek made a good point earlier that the al- al- the oh algorithms. God. Thank you. That he, if you look up these things, like 
if, uh, if, if you like basketball, you look up basketball stuff on Amazon, you're going to get basketball ads on Facebook. It's just mm-hmm. how it works now. So if you're into cryptids and stuff, hopefully cryptid crates popping up on your Facebook feed. Let's hope. Uh, And you don't even have to search it. You literally can talk about it. And Sarah and I, my fiance, have done experiments with it where we – I picked a product a couple weeks ago and it was like the most – bug zappers. I said, let's talk about bug zappers as much as possible and see if they push ads for bug zappers because it's the most random thing. Who's going to be looking for this? And it didn't happen for the longest time. And I'm like, what's going on? And then it dawned on me. I actually said the words, let's talk about bug zappers and see if we get ads. And we picked a different product. And I couldn't tell you what that was, but we just naturally mentioned that in conversation as much as possible throughout like two days. And suddenly (laughs) that one popped up. So I don't know if it was a coincidence, a synchronicity, or if they're actually... Uh, the listening devices, I have an Alexa in like every room, so I don't know if the <laughs> listening devices are so good that, that they caught that I was they trying to trick out. them. Yeah, yeah, they filtered that out. This is a whole tangent we don't need to go down, but I just thought no, it was an I, interesting I, synchronicity. I, um, my, my oldest is um, looking at colleges and stuff and everything. How old are you? My stepdaughter, <laughs> who's the oldest, <laughs> oh, okay. is starting to look into colleges and stuff. And the weird thing is, my Facebook ads keep pushing that, like, check out this university. And I'm like, why is this <laughs> popping up? And I'm like, I bet it's because she's looking at colleges and stuff on one of the computers in the house mm-hmm. or something. Or that it's being talked about. Because, yes, I also have that thing monitoring me with everything I say. Watching can, me. Can I, can I give you, okay. <laughs> Waiting for its is, moment. I'll be as quick as I'll Oh, God, as it's as coming. Possible. <laughs> I, I've had... Uh, a, a bunch of crazy synchronicities. I didn't know that it was oh, a thing for a long time. I'm, I'm going to be really quick. I'm not going to drag this out. But I was having so many that it was freaking me out. And I didn't know that it had a name. Like, I just would notice I'd be talking about something uh, real quick. There was a, a podcast I was listening to, or there was a uh, a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm a video gamer. They were talking about the, do you remember the Domino's Noid? Mm-hmm. There was a video game. So Avoid the Noid. Yeah. Yo so Noid. I was watching this video on the Noid, and it was just about the old game, and it was just talking about it. An hour later, I, I pressed play on a podcast, and it's not a it, it's not a true crime podcast, but they started talking about this crazy case of this guy that went nuts thinking that the Noid was coming after him and killed people or something. <laughs> it was something crazy, and it was an hour apart. Or, uh, I mean, I've, I've had so many that it, it was truly freaking me out. But like, didn't I cause I mean, one of them? You've caused a bunch. Like it, it's, it, it was happening so much that it was super unsettling. And like uh, the the last one I can really remember having, it just happened because of this documentary. But I was telling Zanger earlier, I haven't had one since the Mothman Festival, or but probably before that. I just noticed, like, wow, it's been a really long time since that weird feeling has happened to me. Like it'd be, it'd be clocks. Clocks would always say 11, 11, one 11, two 22. Like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just always like, anytime I looked it's at it, because clock, you it, remember it. I, I, I guess it stands out. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But, if it's four twenty eight, you're not going to be like, ah, four twenty eight again. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to remember that. I remember as a kid, hell, like, uh, 1134, I was laying in bed every night. I would see it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hell. I know it. But it's just, it's just because I went to bed at eleven. I laid in bed for a half hour and then finally fell asleep. That's just how it works out. 
That was the last yeah. thing you saw every time. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am. That way I am today. <laughs> well, and like I said, I don't remember one that freaked me out until I started watching this whole thing about synchronicity. While we were in West Virginia, you know, we met some of the people from the area. Me and my wife, we'd never heard of down in the holler. Mm-hmm. The word holler. We never have heard that word. We were like, what the hell is a holler? Hmm. And so one of the... the because you don't have any hills around there. <laughs> yeah, that, that explains it. Well, and then they started talking about the holler monster and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, what's that? Like, this this is all like syncing up because now they're talking about Mothman." And then, of course, I was like, "Eh, that's a weird, uh, hilly area thing that I know nothing about." But the the synchronicity thing, I think, is uh, I, I think there. A lot of them are, I hate saying coincidences. We hate coincidences on our show. We want everything to be weird. But I think a lot of their synchronicities are, are coincidences. Like the when they were recording for 48 minutes, which I thought, I thought was really weird. They said, they just hollered out at no reason, for no reason saying, 48 minutes, we recorded for 48 minutes. And then, you know, they had that phone call for 48 minutes. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I think it's all weird or the... Well, there was a couple other ones that were just like, I don't know, guys. They, they really leaned you, you hard know on it's weird. in the yeah. whole thing. It's exactly 48 minutes of our recording. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, going off of what Toby says, and I wasn't going to mention this. I, I think I mentioned it to you guys before we started. But I had my own strange synchronicities with this with this documentary. I watched it initially when it came out. And I think I watched three episodes and then two and I never finished the last episode. I fell asleep with 10 minutes left, something like that. So the next night I'm like, oh, I'll finish it. 10 minutes left, 10 minutes left. Never did finish it. So then we talked about doing this show. And uh, the other night I tried to watch 10 minutes, something happened. I'm like, oh, I'll get back to it. So today I'm like, I got to watch the last 10 minutes. We're about to talk about it. So I sat down in my brand new studio and oh. was watching it and the phone rang. I got about one minute in, phone rang. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Get off the phone, push play, phone rings again, rings again. I think I had three or four calls. And there are actually calls I had to take. I couldn't just hit ignore. And finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch the last 10 minutes. And at this point, I have like five minutes left. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, huge sparks start shooting out of my wall where I was running this uh, an oil heater, basically is what it is. It's these little portable oil heaters. And the wiring in my house is older, and it just couldn't handle it. So it melted oh. the wires, fused them together, Jesus. and shot sparks out of my wall right when I pushed play for like the 80th time. And I had to call my neighbor, John. I think John's listening. Thank you, John, again for hooking me up. He came over and fixed it, got my power back going, and uh, it finally got to finish the stupid documentary. But I, I thought it was so weird that all this stuff was happening with this last 10 minutes. But I also don't think that there was any, like, I don't think that goes Meaningful. to John Keel is, yeah, he's not trying to communicate with me through sparks on my wall. I think it was just a series of bad, unfortunate events and, and annoying events. Oh, actually, one more thing. Uh, I was going to I was gonna finish watching it, and Sarah comes down. She's like, oh, our friend is stuck in the snow. She drove somewhere she shouldn't have and got stuck, and she's like, hey, can you come get her out? I'm like, there's absolutely no way. I, I'm going on. <laughs> she's going stuck on. in a holler. Yeah, in a holler. <laughs> There's goblins all over her car. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it, it's just all these weird things kind of added up. So I don't know if it's because I had synchronicities on the brain or uh, I was just frustrated with the show in, in general. I, I don't know what the situation was, but I, I did take note of it. I did think it was a little weird. Like Toby. I, I, I feel like, I mean, I think synchronicities happen. 
But I also think it's your mind doing it to yourself at times, too. It's you paying attention to stuff. Like, the clock thing. Yeah, you're going to notice every time it's a certain time. Like, tomorrow morning, I'm going to notice when it's 3.50 in the morning. Because I'll be waking up right before my alarm goes off. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've done that the past three days. And is it weird? No, it's because my body will somehow wake up right before my alarm goes off just to make sure my days. That's <laughs> just you better. getting old. Uh, but there, there's the thing, too, where you're thinking of somebody and the next day they call you. Sure. Yeah. Like that happens all the time. And I don't necessarily know why that is. I'm not a, a neuroscience guy. I don't even know who would who would what field would deal with that information. But. But the paranormal. Uh, paranormal, I guess. Ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's a weird thing, and it's it's you know it's got us talking, and I can see all your faces. You're all like a little bit lit up about it. You're like, oh well, it is kind of weird. It happens to me too. So it's not hard to get roped into this kind of thing. The important thing to do is to be able to step back and question what's actually happening. Is this a realistic thing we should be looking at, or is this just pure coincidence? Right, because people have said so much that. Human human beings are wired to find the patterns, right? Exactly, so exactly. Is, that's what it kind of boils down to, or like that's what they say. <laughs> and there's five hours yeah. of content, so eventually other things are going to start overlapping. Like if it was yeah. 90 minutes, I bet you the I bet you the the uh, synchronicities would be dialed down a bit. Yeah. Well, and but that's my my whole point was like this whole case is is. Because of a couple of emails that may or may not be hoax emails trying to pull their legs and their their obsession with the synchronicities. N- nothing else. They just went off of this because they started having a couple of things that were weird. You know, like like I said, I, I was having a lot of stuff. I was having so many that I started writing them down at one point. And like I said, they just kind of stopped and I kind of forgot about writing them down. And, and, you know, but I never was like, oh, my gosh, you know, aliens are sending me signals to my head. So now <laughs> I got to figure out what these mean. It was just me noticing like, oh, that's really strange. Like, I didn't take it anywhere at all. But, it, you know, it was it's it is weird. It's a weird feeling. It's like the deja vu feeling. And they kind of say that, I think, in, in this uh, documentary. It's it's a lot like deja vu. And it, it sometimes it will It'll make the hair stand up on your arm like, ooh, that's creepy. But that's it. I don't know. So and I'm what, not. Well, sorry, David. Go ahead. I was going to ask, what would it take for you guys to believe that there's something else going on? Like, what's the tipping point for you to believe that in in this synchronicity? Um, actually, no, this isn't me believing. It's just me pointing out something. I have had the song "Intergalactic" by the Beastie Boys stuck in my head for like a week now. And earlier in the episode, I think no, no, no. Not. <laughs> funny, funny thing is, earlier in the episode, Derek said another dimension, and he said it in the same like way that they say it in the song. That's right, and I so just told my... Toby not to stare, <laughs> and I fight so, for my right to party. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just one of those things. Like, like, yeah. Did I make that connection? I'm like. Another dimension, new galaxy, and I was like, "Huh, yeah, that's that's kind of weird that that phrase is also in that song that's been stuck in my head." Yeah, well, here's something weirder. I, but I that's hate, the thing. Does that um, does that correlate to something beyond normal? No, it's just he said a statement that's not that far out of Derek saying another true. dimension, discussing this topic. 
I was going to say that I hate the Beastie Boys, and I don't even know what their lyrics are in that song. I know what song you're talking about, but I couldn't t- name three three now, consecutive words that are in that song. So The funny thing is, he'll get more hate mail about that than about Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I just never got into him. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, there, there's even, like, synchronicities, if we're calling it that, like, uh, sometimes I'll post a new episode of Secret Transmission and three other podcasts posted that same episode and it's not like on an anniversary date to where it's like, well, duh, they're going to post this topic at this time. Or there's been topics that I we I, have, I did all my research for and found out a, a bigger, better show like <laughs> covers it and then i'm like oh i can't i can't do it for at least a couple of months until you know now i don't look like i'm copying but that happens so much because again we all talk about this weird stuff so there's going to be overlap so when you're when you're looking for this weird stuff it, you're, it's just gonna you're gonna find overlapping. it yeah. Yeah, yeah you're gonna find it there we go well yeah, the other thing you got to look at there too toby is that you probably have what fifty podcasts on your radar that you you would notice if they posted something, or twenty five at right. the very least. Yeah. And and there's a finite number of subjects. I mean, how many shows do you have, David? Two hundred and some. Uh, Four? Yeah. Okay, so there's at least two hundred subjects. <laughs> David's sure. covered just about everything. Um, <laughs> so eventually, you're going to run into some repeats. It's just rules of probability at that point. Um, I'm not trying to take anything away. I'm just being, you know, the skeptical self that I am. You know, I look at things with a skeptical eye before I look at them with a paranormal eye because nine times out of ten, that's what you're dealing with. Well, and, and I'm saying like, you know, uh, uh, okay, so the the killdozer uh, story where the guy built the the uh, bulldozer tank. I was we were wanting to cover that story. And uh, last podcast on the left covered it. I mean, oh wow, Hysteria Fifty One's been talking about covering that too. See, well, they this was like uh Yeah, it was um and it was uh over the summer. Cuz I well, remember anyways, being stuck in traffic listening to that episode cuz my air conditioner was dead in my car. So it was like li- <laughs> so, so I had that it. burned into my memory. Literally. Literally. <laughs> well, and and they were going to cover or they cover they were I think they were about to release the episode and we I was just starting my research on it and I was like well, now I can't do that. That doesn't mean it's a synchronicity. It just means the timing. And it's not like I was like, oh, now I need to look deeper into this. And I need to travel the world to to look at this one subject because the universe is talking to me because of synchronicities. So that's, I feel like they they just put way too much faith in, in the synchronicities in this uh documentary series thing. Going back to your question, Flora, um, I don't know that anybody actually answered your question. <laughs> Uh, but for me, um, okay. I, I need more information. If, if if something like that is trying to communicate with me, the question was, uh, what what kind of evidence would it take for us to buy into this phenomenon? Were you, did you mean like the hellier stuff in, in general, or any any in your own personal? I guess would work too. Um, I, I've experienced some things in my life that seriously make me question. I saw an apparition once. I saw a big black cat once. Uh, just strange things like that that I know I've, I've looked at rationally. I'm like, well, I could explain it away if, if the stars aligned. But in reality, I don't know what else this could be. There was a figure in this room that has nowhere to go. I turned my head for a half a second and turned back and it's gone. Like, you know, how do you explain that? But if I'm on this crew... What would it take for me to buy into all this stuff? I, 
the answer would be simple, and I just need more information. I don't want I don't want this this um, disembodied voice to say banana. I want this disembodied disembodied voice to say um, Hellier or Derek or something relevant to what's actually going on, not something that I can draw a connection to. Something like Derek's wearing a black shirt. Well, yeah, he is. So I mean, that's a or, fair guess. I'm always or something a black shirt. that the guy who's who's the conduit wouldn't know about you or something, right? That's true, yeah. Like, your birthday is this date. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'm in. Here we go. (laughs) Let's go down this road. But instead, we get these weird, these weird, uh, they're not even phrases. They're one word or or two quick words. Sounds like a football crowd cheering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I once went to a football game. The synchronicities (laughs) are crazy. Uh, I also, watched a football game once on TV. Uh, <laughs> but, but now that everybody's su- submitted their angry email, that I made a I made a joke and it was it was a wrong joke. The Beastie Boys joke. I meant to say, don't. T- I I told uh, Toby not to smile, not stare. I said stare. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Ooh. I know uh, if you're still listening. Penalty box avoided. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of the penalty box, how how different is the penalty box from uh, real quick on David's is, show? If you make a mistake, is you the get penalty put in, box a spirit box? That's what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> yeah. what's the difference yeah. between those two things? And anyway, David's thing is, if you make a mistake on the show, and I don't know if you still do this, I haven't heard you do it in a while, David. But well, nobody's called me out. My research is oh. uh, beyond reproach. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to write an email. It looks ship. like. But anyway, you go into a thing called a penalty box where he he. Slaps a, a headphone. Explain it for me. What do you What do you do to make that it, work? It um, well, it started out with the the computer, um, but now I I do an app for it. But basically, what it is is just a voice delay. So whatever you're saying into the mic is on like a, a half second delay to what goes into your headphones. So if I'm talking like this, I'm gonna hear my voice say th- say what I'm saying a half second after I've said it, and that is a mind f. Let and me tell great. you this. My dad, my dad wears uh, hearing aids, and um, the, he got these new fancy hearing aids a few years ago with this little box that connects directly to his phone via Bluetooth. So when I talk to him, it's the exact same thing. I hear my own voice like a half a second after I say something. So having a conversation with him is the worst. It's like, and I try to explain it to him. He's like, "Well, just ignore it." I'm like, "You, you don't understand. I can't just ignore it. Like I'm literally telling myself what I just said. As I'm interrupting myself, it's like ridiculous." Yeah. Yeah, it, it it takes massive willpower to like power through, and it and it makes for some hilarity for sure. So is that the spirit box of the future? No, maybe. <laughs> no. All right, well let's just we'll no. just end we'll end that debate right there. That <laughs> actually, let me let's go back and just say yes because I want to hear other people doing it a lot. So <laughs> stricken from I the just, record, I say yes. I hope future spirit boxes are just podcasts just shuffling through and you just hear little glimpses of, of different podcasters. <laughs> How great would that be? Um, they did say that the AM band produces more than the FM band. And if you think about it, the AM band, it's mostly talk or talk, talk yeah. radio. So, of yeah. course, it's going to be better. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yep. Really good point, actually. I just don't buy into the spirit box thing. I, I want to. I really want to. Well, but I just can't do it. I covered the spirit box way back, uh, I think in my second season, uh, in the EVP episode that I did. And I remember them, they, they talked about the spirit box and we made no end of fun of that, of that device because it was just some dude who was like, I'm going to put either a micro, a microphone or a phonograph or something in like this empty box 
and then just see what it picks up or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly, but it sounded ridiculous at, at the time. <laughs> and and so now I guess so it's evolved to be just a, a stupid ass radio scrambler that you listen to and just you're, you're it's a radio. You're going to hear voices. Why why is this something connected to the ether? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Am I No, I'm 100% with you. 100% <laughs> with you. I still think it would be interesting for like four people to have headphones on in different areas to where you can't hear at all what the other person's hearing and then write down everything and then if all four of you come up with the exact same words, maybe there's something there. Yeah. Or maybe you're picking up at the same bands at the same time. That's also a good point. But it's a great I think it's a great experiment, Toby. I think that that actually would be something that's easily achieved and done, you know? It's a good I mean, start. There's, there's four yeah. of us. We could do it right now. We could do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> there there are apps, spirit box apps. Is, apps I was just going to hit scan on a radio and <laughs> hit all the yep. major ones. So let it go to town. Um, for me to believe the spirit box thing, it would have to, I, I'm, I'm kind of with, I think Derek said it earlier, it would have to straight up tell me something like solid. Like, not like some yeah. scrambled... It, I would, like it. You eat too much pizza. Oh, <laughs> oh God, it's on to me. Um, <laughs> the lottery numbers are. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that's what that I wanted be, to say. Like if 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 I bought a lottery ticket for something, I was going to say if I bought a pack of magic cards and it guessed the. But I'm like that happens too often, so that's not something I can do. But I buy lottery tickets like few and far between. Let's say I bought a lottery ticket and just put it in my wallet, forgot about it. And then, like, it rattled off some numbers. I'm like, wait a second. And then opened it. It was those numbers. I'd probably believe then. Like, like that's that, that's something that I think would be even better than a birthday. Because someone would know my birthday. And that might come. Yeah, but if it's just some it, random yeah. set of numbers that's connected to something. Like, or, heck, it would be even weirder if it was sitting there and it rattled off my social. And then my credit score. <laughs> it stole yeah, your identity. Like, box stole my identity. Bought a Fiat. <laughs> Paid off some debt. Your your credit is wrecked in the in the next world. It's, the after the your, afterlife, your just credit don't even is try to buy a house. <laughs> I mean that. Well, let's rain, let's rein it in here a bit, and let me ask you guys a question. We're we're kind of crapping on this movie. Um, what was something you liked about the film? I, I didn't think I was crap. actually. I'll, I'll do. I'll do it while you guys are thinking. I love the way it looked. I, I thought, uh, uh, what was the director's name? Um, Carl. I thought Carl Pfeiffer did a really good job with it. It looked amazing. Uh, the yeah. score was amazing. I thought the little theme yeah. they did uh, over the credits was great. It was perfect for uh, it. Uh, so oh, they certainly no. did a good job there. Oh, do you? I got beef. They made it so suspenseful in the stinking parts where they're doing the spirit box, and you're like, okay, something good's about to happen. Anything, any second now, something good. Something's going to just jump out. It's going to be a goblin. They're going to get it on film. And then it would just kind of slowly taper off, and you're like, oh, well then. <laughs> I was, I could feel it, it, it bumping and stuff in my chest, and then it just went away. Well, in all, like in all fairness, they're not the part. first one to do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can name about every episode of Monster Quest where there was a build up to a commercial break and come back to to <laughs> it's 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 cat hair. <laughs> I I just I I felt like it was overdone a little bit on the suspense level, but it did. It was a it was very cinematic. It it did look beautiful. 
I, I feel like their, their sound sometimes was, and I know them trying to boost the sound in certain places would just make it fuzzy sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that they didn't, but they didn't even put subtitles in some of the spots where you're like, what? What did yeah. they just say? I mean, I had my TV cranked up and still couldn't hardly hear some of the stuff they were talking about. And then they'd cu- cut back to the interview portions and then it'd be like, oh, too loud, too loud. <laughs> oh, God, no. Turn down. <laughs> yeah, so, there, it, uh, you know, but there's, I'm not saying any film is 100% perfect in that regard, but... That's one thing I would complain about. But it did look beautiful. It was just uh, four hours too long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm with you guys. Like, I, I, don't, I don't mean to, to crap on it. I think we're being very nitpicky about a, a lot of stuff. Uh, because like Derek said, it's, it's very well made. It's, uh, it's, it's gorgeous. Sounds, uh, for the most part, pretty good. Um, and I I really enjoyed the adventure of it all because it took us somewhere mm-hmm. new. Uh, it it was it was a new subject we you know you'd never heard about. They also tried to tie in uh, tons of of different things in you know in the circus that we perform in, and I really appreciated that. Even though at the same time I thought it was like a little too much. Um, they they stretched on a, on a couple of them, but that's okay. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the, the whole adventure on the whole, like I didn't hate watching this, even if it was five hours. Um, (laughs) I guess that's not a a very glowing review, but like, uh, I, I liked it. I, um, I think I liked it more than I didn't, if that makes sense. Now that's, you know, of course I've, I've got problems with certain aspects of it, which I've told you guys and stuff, but like, I, it's, it's. It would be dumb for me and probably us to sit here on our butts in our studios uh, talking about what they did wrong and then not having done something similar. So what you're similar. saying is so we need to go out and do it ourselves. What it, we need All to right, do it ourselves. Go. Yeah, exactly. Um, so <laughs> this, I, I I appreciate that for you know that they that they did this. And after we do it ourselves, I guarantee you our opinions will change yes. drastically. <laughs> It's just so much work to put something like this on, especially for no money, which I happen to know they did this for like a microscopic budget, if any budget at all. It may just be what they had in their pockets. Uh, And that's that's a huge feat to to be able to produce five hours of content on location and have it look the way they did for that kind of money. Uh, you know, yeah. kudos to them. They did a great job. Kudos, and, yeah. And I certainly don't mean to, to trash on it. There, like like David said, there are problems that I had with it. Mostly length is my biggest issue. Um, I would have liked That's to see them rein it in. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> uh, I would have liked to see them rein it in a bit with editing and maybe subject matter, like maybe not go on these offshoots. Or if you do go on the offshoot and it's a dead end, maybe not show so many of those. I actually did like the fact that they would show you a few dead ends here and there. Because let's face it, that's yeah. paranormal investigation. You're yeah. going to run into that all the time. So it's realistic. Like you said, listening to the Jim Harold episode afterwards kind of reined it in for me as more of a since he was you know saying we wanted to show that we went that stuff has a dead end to it that stuff yeah that that, that, that we chose to have it be the way it was i'm like that for me like retrospectively looking back on it made me go you know what i kind of like it more now because i i feel like i mean yeah i mean i've i've pushed button i mean i've i've kind of nudged this but I said my my biggest things are the spirit box thing, and that's something that I was like, I don't understand why this keeps popping up. But maybe if I was there, I experienced it. My attitude could change. 
But the, the, the documentary overall, I have no problem with. It's just, like I said, having that knowledge of the retrospective of they were just showing you what happened. That, yeah. I mean, if we went out and filmed, we probably would have a ton of stuff that just go. I, heck, I have recording. I have film of stuff that I've tried doing that goes nowhere. And I'm just like, I'm not doing anything with this and just <laughs> throw it into the trash can or it's on some hard drive somewhere. There's plenty of that stuff. Yeah. One, one, one of the things I think that they tried to do was um, convey atmosphere, convey a feeling more than what was going on. So I feel like a lot of these longer shots that Toby were talking about, like the 20 minutes on the tarot card or whatever, it, to me, I think it was like building the suspense of it. It, it. it didn't exactly, it wasn't executed well, but I think that's what they were going for. They were trying their best to capture the feeling that they were having at the time and get that on screen, which is ex- incredibly difficult to do. Um, and I think that may have tied them up a little bit and it may have got them into the situation that that ended up in five episodes and maybe that was their goal all along. I don't, I don't know for sure, but um, yeah, I don't know. I will say I was happy to see Micah Hanks pop in there. That was, thank cool. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I had a note about that too. Yeah. They mentioned about going to like Brown mountain, all that stuff. Yeah. No mention about the Brown mountain lights really. Well, they, it was, it was like, it was very in passing. It was right? very brief. Yeah. yeah. And I'm even like, when they went to that cave, I didn't see what they were talking. They were like, this could not have been placed here, or this could I, not have fallen this way, blah, blah. And I'm I, like, I saw there was a rock. rock. Like, <laughs> and and, and that, that, that moment is where I was like, go grab a trail cam. Yeah. Strap it to that tree. Go get Micah Hanks <laughs> in his, I, I've seen him before, like pictures of him. Still did not imagine him looking like that. So, <laughs> like, it was funny because he's a very built uh, young man. Yeah, it was one of those things I always imagined him older for some reason. So when I actually saw him and heard him talking, I'm like, "All right, that's 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 the body double. Where is he? Where is he?" <laughs> but no, get get him to go back up there and dra- grab the trail cam after a few days. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if it, I I don't know. It's just there, were, and I understand finances might have been a thing, but there was a few opportunities where I'm like, "I'll slap a trail cam there." But then again, if you have me sitting here watching any Monster Quest or I'll, I'll be yelling the same thing. Slap a trail cam there. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many places where they're like, yeah, it comes by here every night. Okay, well, let's go. Let's go away from here and go investigate somewhere else. You're not going to investigate there at night? No. Why would we? <laughs> so I have another quick question. <laughs> this is regarding the footprints. You guys all saw the pictures that were included. What were your thoughts on, on these photographs? So have you been to... um been to Target or Walmart recently and they have the dinosaur foots you can put on so you can like be a T-Rex and you got dinosaur mask. You know how hard it would be to cut one of those and shape it to where you could just put it in the ground? Or or just grab three corn dogs off the stick and <laughs> smash it into the mud. It did look that like would it work did too. look like a corn dog foot. <laughs> I it was one of those things where I, I said this, I don't know if it's included in the record, but um this 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 whole story hit, hit me at my core of like I was just sitting here enthralled during the first episode of like oh my gosh this is terrifying everything is believable in this I'm so scared of what could happen next so like I was just seeing the footprints like whoa and I wasn't really like looking at them in the sense of wait a second that looks like three corn dogs <laughs> <laughs> it's uh 
it, it was a nice detail to include the um, dermal wrinkles. ridges. Yeah, the dermal ridges yeah. uh, on there. Um, although now, now I, I'm going off memory because it's been a few days. But did it? Were those dermal ridges impressed into the slurry, or were they sticking up? Because if they were impressed, that would mean the ridges were sticking out of the foot, right? Instead of like a ridge yeah. that goes into the foot. I'm bringing them up right now, actually. I don't know how to share them with you guys. If you Google Hellier footprint, they show up. What does it look like, Derek? Does that look uh, like um, they're impressed in? It looks, no, it, it looks natural. It looks like the wrinkles are, um, and that's a bad image. It, it, it looks like, the, oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks natural to me. Not the footprint, but the the dermal ridges and the wrinkles and you know the uh, surface of the bottom of the foot looks looks fairly natural. And I'm actually going to go against what you guys said. I don't necessarily think these are real by any chance or by any means, but I am an artist for a living. Oh. So I, I recreate a lot of things, not necessarily footprints, but a lot of things like this, and I try to make them look as real as possible. And mm-hmm. if I created this, I would be pretty proud of it. Um, sure. It, it, it looks, it doesn't look overly fake. It doesn't look like anything I've ever seen before. Obviously the three, the three toes, I can't think of any animal that has three toes. Even birds have four. Um, I don't know. It, it, it the wrinkles are a good touch. It, it easily faked, but interesting, interesting yeah. to look at for sure. I'm it's just, just so smooth. It's smooth. Like, it is. Yeah. It's like, the, it's yeah. like there's no weight coming off of like where the ball of your foot would be. You know, like when you when you walk, like it's like a flat, just hard stomp, almost. Not like there's a an indention, like you know how you're when you walk. You know how when you walk, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but like it, there's it's just like a stomp, stomp kind of motion. It's like, it's more of a like a stencil or a stamp yeah, kind of situation or, than some actual like kinetic movement. Right. Right. Gotcha. I'm still not convinced about the 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 ridges, just in terms of. I I would really like to see one in person to see if if it just looks like a, a fingerprint or if it looks like someone kind of sculpted it in there and it looks good but then when you think about it it's like but a foot doesn't do that like a foot would have to have a ridge that sticks out from it to impress into the mud and and cause a crease I don't know it well a human I mean, foot would a, a human foot would yeah maybe these things have Things that stick out uh, that give them traction to to whoop hillbilly ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was kind of looking at them the way it, like a dog's leg, for example. You know, ha- has the backward bend. That first joint. Well, I guess technically the second joint up, the big bend in the dog's leg is actually its heel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, it's just elevated off the ground that allows them to to move easier. What if this creature has a similar leg, like that dog leg? Uh, yeah, so it, to it works on it walks on the the pad or the balls the, of yeah, its exactly quote unquote exactly. foot. Yeah, but then again, there's no I have no precedent for a three toed track other than like obvious fakes. I saw like a Honey Honey Island Swamp Monster, Falk Monster. One of those two off the top of my head had a three toed track that just looked ridiculous. In fact, <laughs> I think maybe both of them did. Um, and they it just looked like their Vienna sausages down. It, it looked like somebody took a soup can and put it long ways, and then 
took a stick and made three toes is what that track looked like to me. <laughs> uh, this one looks a little better, but the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm changing my mind, to be quite honest with you guys. Um, these look like somebody deliberately made something. And the way I would have recreated these, I would have made a footprint in some sort of foam, some sort of soft foam, like a Nerf ball kind of situation, mm. and pushed it into mm. the mud. That would give the wrinkles mm-hmm. that, that you see that would give that effect fairly fairly well I think I'm just you know this is in my mind I haven't actually tried any of this but that's how I would recreate them if I were to do it yeah it it would be nice if they could have found some because then you could measure them you could see mm-hmm. you know you could determine kind of a height or at least a, a walking gait with that or or it would have been nice to have some kind of well the, actually they did yeah. have a frame of reference the guy sent the photo with the ruler right so yep. Yep. So taking that into consideration and then some of the pictures actually looked like there were footprints that w- like you could see a few in a row. So you could you could probably take that and determine a couple things from that walking distance, height, possibly things, you know, something of that nature to see if it even corresponds to uh the the size of creature that he was talking about seeing. So mm-hmm. maybe somebody could do that cuz the pictures are probably still out there. Speaking of size of creature, what about the pictures of the creature? Big quotation fingers. You mean that that blurry photo? Blurry photo. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he's like, it looks like a gray from the side, and here's the eye, and here's the... Yeah, I'm like, dude... <laughs> Pareidolia. <laughs> like, like, that is nothing. It's a blur. You can't, you the can't sa- even try. The sad part is I could see what he's talking about. That doesn't necessarily well, sure. convince me that that, it, <laughs> that it's a goblin or anything, but I can see the eye and the ear and the side of the face that he's talking about. But it could also be an elephant doing a front flip. Like, yeah, I was about to say, knows? if you told me it was a sailboat, I would have been like, ah, oh, I, I can see it. Toby, I think your brain's a shooting star if you think it's a sailboat. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah, um yep. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just it. There, there's they are, um, unclear images. So it, it really. Sorry, I was just trying to avoid it. <laughs> um, so I mean, it really is hard to tell with those because I mean, it's it's they're taken at night. So like, automatically, any night photography is going to be crap for some reason because apparently. One, you can't hold your phone straight. Two, th- he got an image close enough to where you can make out that detail. It's pretty close. But he couldn't punch the thing. Right. <laughs> or grabbed it and I'm, been like, I'm just saying. <laughs> can I make one last point? I just, that's the last thing no. I want to say, real quick. Why couldn't they go to the freaking caves during the day? Why did it have to be at night? I, you know, I Toby, kind of had Toby. that thought too. <laughs> Toby, we've explained this multiple times. You never in investigation go when you're supposed to go somewhere. Ah, ah. Never. It's like Especially you don't run up the stairs a... when a serial killer is chasing you. Exactly. But if well... it's a paranormal investigation, you don't go during the day because yeah. they won't be there during the day. I mean, right? I mean, it, that's actually a, a, a prescient point because, like, with the guy seeing seeing these things at uh, around midnight or whatever, right? I mean, maybe that's what they were trying to accomplish. They're like, maybe we'll run into some scooting in and out of here. Maybe I'm being an apologist for them. I don't know, but <laughs> no. maybe they should have just camped out beside the place. Just stared at it every night. Well, I agree. I agree watch. with you, David. Um, the description of these things certainly makes it sound like they're nocturnal to me. Um, yeah. 
no one ever sees them. And when they do see them, it's usually at night or at dusk or something like that. So that would give me the implication that they are a nocturnal creature. So I guess if you're looking for a nocturnal animal, the best time to look is at night, I would imagine. That said, it, this goes back to like ghost hunter days and even and even like scariest places on earth and stuff that came before that. Why did all those investigations take place at night? And I think the simple answer is it looks better. It looks yeah. scarier and that's why they do it. That's true. Why does the Mothman tour for the um, TNT play sell out at night more? <laughs> so they can get chumps like me and Dave to go out there at night. Because you're listening to the stuff on Chief Cornstalk during the day. Can I also say, like, why, why did you bring up the Chief Cornstalk stuff? That is, that is so far away from where that, uh, the, the Cornstalk legend apparently happened, right? Like Point Pleasant, and has that even been disproven that that had nothing to do with that too? I, I, yeah, I think so. I thought it was from like some play that they did later that it had nothing I think to do you're with right. the initial thing. I mean, yeah, I think you're right, and and I don't know if they were trying to use it as a selling point for the Mammoth Cave uh, connection, but like, I don't think Chief Cornstalk or the Shawnee were traipsing from Point Pleasant to Hellier just to screw around you know what i mean like yeah right am i do you, do you guys think that too i i don't it just seemed it, we, it, a weird connection it's just the pinboard uh yeah. red yarn it's just <laughs> the pinboard red yarn now a few things to kind of i guess give vague credence to them um do the fact that i do live in the appalachian mountain range and i do live in a part that has a ton of caves Nowhere around here has any reports of anything like that. But a ton of people I know growing up around here were also told not to. They see any little kids in the woods, don't go following them. I myself was never told this, but a few people I know as kids were told that. Hmm. It, by, by, by the way, sorry, audio medium. I shrug after the end of that because... <laughs> I, I and I and when I asked for a better explanation, they're like, "Oh, that was just what my parents told me." I'm like, "That's great." That uh, I'm sure my parents said the same thing to me, and I was just like, "La da da." <laughs> well, I I don't want to keep throwing synchronicities out here, but I just happened to look up the distance between Point Pleasant and Hellier. It's 48 miles. 100. I know it's not. <laughs> it's a it's 166. Now here's and how the, long have we been recording? <laughs> Oh. Here's the real synchronicity. The Mothman flap started in 1966. So these synchronicities happen all the time if you're looking for them. That's kind of the point I was trying to make right there. So you're saying 166 and 1966. They're the same thing. They both end in 66. So close. I mean, I, I'm kind of joking, but that's kind of the stretches that they made well, in this I mean, documentary. You're right. Here, here you're right. you, want, you want a fun synchronicity? Derek, where are you from originally? Uh, Ohio. I'm from Virginia. Um, Flora, where are you from? Kentucky! Oh my gosh, it's all of them connected! And, and there's Toby. Cincinnati? <laughs> Kentucky? The Brown Mountain? Which has nothing to do with <gasps> Hey, hey. Toby's hair's brown? <laughs> here's a synchronicity. You three were on the Monster Madness thing last year on the secret transmission and we're about to kick off monster madness pretty soon <laughs> i'm not doing that this year <laughs> <laughs> is, wait wait is the dover demon in again 
Maybe. We'll see. God dang it. No. No. <laughs> no Cinderella story this year. Speaking speaking of uh, wrapping this back up, speaking of the the Dover Demon, that is a synchronicity that caught my attention. The fact that and I'm going to circle back because I, I I want to talk about this a little bit more. This cave system that seems to overlap all these um, historical sightings of creatures that fit the description of these damn goblins. Um, as much as we're making fun of the show and like shitting on certain parts of it. They uncovered something huge there, in my opinion, that needs to be further researched and further looked into. Hope, I'm hoping somebody that lives in that area, Justin, um, well, can do some sort of investigation or, or looking in and some of this stuff. Because, I, I, again, I really wish that's where the documentary went. And if they bring it back, I really hope that's where it goes. Agreed. Yeah. So do I just start grabbing people on the street and shaking them, saying, have you seen any goblins? No, you just <laughs> walk into the cave. Just go. Okay. <laughs> well, and then another interesting thing that they m- brought up with, like, the uh, Hopskinville goblins, what if the big ears that you see in the pictures, what if that was just some kind of he- head thing? If, if we're saying they're aliens or whatever they are, kind of like the Flatwoods monster, how they think, well, maybe this was wearing something. Why couldn't the, the, uh, the I keep calling it Kentucky goblin, the Hopskinville goblin be like the Dover demons? You know, like well, why it, it's couldn't just the, the ears? Why couldn't the Flatwoods monster just be like three of these things stacked on top of each other, wearing a trench coat, trying coat. to get into a movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. What 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 movie was opening that that night? <laughs> it came from outer space. Oh! <laughs> Mac and me. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just saying, like it, it could you know there could be a little more connection to these sightings of what they could have been. You know, if if you take off the ears, yeah, it had it had big eyes. It, it Bald. looks like the Dover Demon. It looks like these. Uh, what are we calling these? The Hellier Goblins? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Goblins, Goblin vomit, Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a pretty good point there, Toby. Um, it, the other thing that you have to remember, especially with the Dover Demon sighting. I, I think, and I don't have any of this information in front of me, but I think there were two sightings: uh, Bill Bartlett and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, but they both saw this thing on the same night, and they saw it driving, so they passed by it quickly. So it may have had some sort of ears that perhaps the angle didn't allow them to see the ears. Maybe they were right. pinned back a bit. Like who knows? Yeah. yeah, the demon. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, I think I'm good now. What happened over there? <laughs> I, I, he was sorry. trying not to say wicked stack of Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to do my impression of you doing an impression, or of you guys doing an impression of Bill Bartlett. <laughs> uh, wicked pizza. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of wicked awesome Bibles. <laughs> See, go Pats. Go Pats. <laughs> he was about half a Tom Brady high. <laughs> That's about how 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 tall he was. <laughs> what they just measure up there in Brady's now? Yeah, Brady's. <laughs> he was he, one Brady tall. He ran for I'd say at least thirteen Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> that was how far away he was. <laughs> how, how, how many Brady's equal a Belichick? <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> Trick question. They're Belichick the same person. <laughs> <laughs> They're clones. Um, so another interesting thing that I, I know this has been brought up by, I know myself and other people, but, 
uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, this place, uh, many other places, these like thin points between like our realities and other ones is always something I kind of like that sparks my interest at least because I don't like I, I personally don't like when it's like, oh, well, there's ghosts. Well, there's Bigfoot signs. So there's ghost signs. So there's UFO signs. All this stuff happens in an area, but it seems like that does happen in certain areas that these places are like nexus points for weird crap. Point Pleasant is one. Hell, you're maybe one. And I kind of like that idea that maybe this mountain chain or this cave chain is sort of the conduit. Yeah, yeah. That's for it. That That's that's one of the, the most fun things uh, that I took out of this is um, maybe it's not thin points. Maybe it's just all connected by the same uh, system and it's underground and uh, that gives, you know, easy with, you, if you know where to go and what to look for, gives easy escape to get in and out. Um, and so like, I, do you guys, are you adding Hellier to this, to this map, to, to what you're saying? Do you put it now on the same level as Point Pleasant and uh, Dover and Kelly Hopkinsville? Like, or is this because for me, they came out of it inconclusive like nobody in hellier knew what the hell they were talking about right so is it is it even part of this now well if we go ahead toby i would say that until more locals have come forward and said yeah no i've i've got these weird tracks this has happened here's the story they scratch on my my front door at night you know until more of the locals it's it's a common thing because you know, Mothman, for example, you had a lot of stories, a lot of weirdness. Uh, even Dover Demon had, I think, three story, three sightings total. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was two. But you, you have a couple of sightings. Right now, we have just this one random person's email and then someone kind of... Which is kind of inconclusive, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah, so I, I don't... F- it, until someone's like... Hi, my name's Bill, and this is my story and of of my goblins. I'm know. also named Bill Bartlett. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot yeah, that, to uh, wash my hands. <laughs> I, I wouldn't consider it in this uh, this strange area type of thing just yet until someone's like, okay, when I was two, I saw when I was two, when I was a kid, uh, this experience happened. You know, yeah. I just I don't. I don't think there's enough sightings to really declare, hey, here's this thing yeah, here. Yeah, Hellier is part of this now. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, I, I think it's very inconclusive and you can't put a pin in Hellier yet. Right. Yeah. But keep it in mind. I, I agree with both of you, um, or all three of you, I guess, in that sense that not enough has happened there to put it in, in ranks with places like Bridgewater Triangle or the Four Corners area or, or Point Pleasant. Um, that said, I think we're ignoring a lot of um, quote-unquote reports from that area. I mean, they showed, what, three or four different examples in the film, if these were to be believed. Uh, the little girl drew a picture of them and talked about it. That it was, was somebody ca- that else. That was Cave City. Oh, was it? I believe that was... Um I believe that part was when they went to Cave City, which is near uh, Mammoth Mammoth Cave National Park or State Park. I, f- I forget what. But the Mammoth Cave part that you go to in Kentucky, uh, Cave City is right there. And it's sort of like a, a tourist 
it's a, a trap, I guess. It's a very fun place. I went there as a kid, but yeah. um, <laughs> uh, but I think that was when they were there. Okay. Well, I mean, it still kind of proves my point. I mean, if you look at Point Pleasant and if you wrap in like the Woody Derenberger stuff, the injured cold stuff, that took place an hour outside of Point Pleasant. True. Um, that that took place on I-77 just outside of Parkersburg. So basically, I guess we if we're encompassing a larger area, then at a certain point, Hellier has to be in the discussion whether or not this – not at the level that um, – you know, Point Pleasant is, but maybe at the level like Dover, Massachusetts is, or, you know, some uh, Flatwoods even, something that had like these remarkable encounters, uh, a flap, if you will, and then it kind of like slipped back into the darkness. Maybe that's a thinner point uh, of the veil, I guess, whatever this veil is, if it's a dimensional thing or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or Does that make any, any sense whatsoever? Yeah, or closer to the surface for where they're living underground. Yeah, well, that's what I like about this, and, and that's something you can sink your teeth into as somebody that's um, uh, biologically minded. I guess when you look at these cryptids, especially cryptids, you have to think of a handful of things. Do they have enough food to survive? Can they survive the elements based on their description? Are they covered in thick fur? Then they can, you know, survive a cold winter. If they're reptilian, it's probably not going to happen. These things didn't seem to have any fur. They were white. They had huge eyes. It all fits perfectly for something you would expect to live subterraneanly. Subterranean, whatever that word is. Um, Underground. underground, Thank you. (laughs) Yes, the big words. It all all falls in line. Um, Of course, there's no proof of a species like this ever existing. But if you think about an animal like that that's evolved to... See in the dark probably has echolocation of some sort. I imagine big ears if they're ears. Yeah, if those are ears or whatever those things are, and it's, that's what they heard. Y- well, yeah, they'd be communicating that way most likely. But they would be they'd be built for this element, an element we are not built for. So we'd be clunking around with our lights and our ropes and yelling at each other, and these things can easily slip off into the darkness, and we'll never even know they're there. And if they're intelligent in any way, they'd know to hide their tracks, kind of like people assume Bigfoot does. Um, there's a film and I can't think of the name of it. Um, the company I worked for did a bad version of that movie. We called it the cave, but this the descent, descent, thank you so much. The descent, if you, if you watch that film and then kind of apply that, I guess, mentality to these creatures, then it all kind of clicks and starts to make a little bit of sense. I could see this happening. Do I think it's happening? That's another question, but I could see it as a possibility. It's just the same as uh, creatures deep underwater that we don't know about. I mean, creatures deep, deep into a cave system that, you know, no one's gone into because of fear of, of collapse or anything like that. I don't, I'm, I've never been in a cave myself like that, so I don't know how far you can go into it. And, I, I mean, I don't safe. know. Yeah, no. yeah. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't go. I'm chicken, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great point. Like, <laughs> there are very few places where, we haven't, um, you know, we haven't touched and or raped the environment <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a species. Uh, and deep underground like that, it was probably one of the few that, that uh, we haven't. So more, more so than the ocean, I would say, because we do have sonar. We do have um, submarines. We do have uh, cameras that we send out, the, the deep dive submersibles, that kind of thing. 
And Maybe. on top of that, our pollution has reached, I'm sure it's reached the cave systems as well, but it has reached the bottom of the ocean. I remember reading something last week about these explorers were two miles under and there at the bottom of the lake was like a popsicle wrapper or something. I'm sorry, not lake, the, the bottom of this ocean, there was some piece of litter essentially. And they were able to identify what product it was from. Crocs. It was kind of, it was really sad. Yeah. It was probably a pair of Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> probably the pair I lost. <laughs> yeah. So like best thing that's ever happened to you. So maybe maybe the thing to do then is to find out a a, a point of concentration of of this high strangeness. Um see if it's and I'm talking within this like, you know, supposed mammoth cave complex and then check out uh, any ways to get in under there and actually do investigations with spelunkers, professionals or something, you know, something like that and 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 check that out. Maybe that's the next step instead of traipsing through forests and stuff, you know? Yeah, or that's it's, that's it's the lead that they should have followed, in my opinion, which yeah, I've maybe. said a hundred times. But like you said also, like the budget constraints would nip that right in the bud, so. Yeah, yeah. That, that does involve a lot of travel, so that's most likely why they didn't end up doing it. Uh, another thing that if they take this angle, another thing I'd like to see them do is is reach out to some authorities in the caving world. I'm, I'm sure there's biologists that work specifically in caves. There's, you know, explorers or spelunkers, that kind of thing. They should be talking to these people like, hey, have you ever seen anything weird? Have you ever seen a strange footprint? Have you ever seen a creature? Heard anything? Like, are there legends or anything like that? Start there and peel that onion back. It, to me, it's all underground. Well, and that's where if they you need want to me go. to put my conspiracy hat on. There we go. Um, he just mimed putting I, a I conspiracy did. hat on. Um, yes, <laughs> Clearly tinfoil. Very tinfoil. <laughs> it had a bill, too. Um, <laughs> pretty neat. And a spinning propeller. I'm not sure what that's it's, even it's there to for. It's really block out the, the, the brain waves. Is that Velcro in the back or a snapback? Uh, fitted. fitted. Or is it fitted? Oh, fitted. Yeah. Um, nice. nice. Oh, it, yeah. it lights up. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Zephyr. Um Gotta have that Z. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't remember what he's gonna you. say. Um, <laughs> no, the the thing is, I mean, I said not to be this guy, but at the same time, what if they have found stuff, and what if it's just something they're just like, oh, ignore that, or it's just they don't want to be that person who's there going, there's something underground, because as we've seen with anyone who says stuff about UFOs or Bigfoot or anything else, they're sort of laughed out of the community. So we, so what yeah. we need to do yeah, is find possibly. an edgy spelunker or whatever a geologist who's who doesn't play by society's rules and get them to give us the straight air. They wear leather jackets. Are you you talking about yes. a loose case? Yes. And, and it would be a leather lab coat. A bad boy? Le- leather lab coat. A recipe oh, for disaster. <laughs> They're all gonna die. <laughs> That's a horror movie in the making, right there. Oh, yeah. I never want to hear rogue spelunker used in a sentence ever. Well, don't read my movie pitch then. <laughs> He's a dangerous scuba diver. You don't want to be around. Hi, I'm Rex Pitfall. Let's get into that hole. Best name for a spelunker ever. <laughs> now we're on Oak Island somehow. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, like, like I said, I mean... Uh, I, I enjoyed this. I think I, I I guess to kind of finally wrap this up, to finally put the audience who's been suffering through all of this, I guess, on on the final stretch now. Um, 
in the end, I did enjoy this. I think it – I don't think it answered as many questions as it asked. Definitely asked a lot more questions than it answered, and I would love to see them do more. Yeah, I, I agree. I I ended up in, in enjoying it too um, on the whole, and, and I was <laughs> – I was really nitpicky and um, I don't want to say disappointed in, in anything. I was just kind of like, all right, man, I'll see through that veil that you're throwing up kind of thing as, as we went along. But on the most, on the, on the whole, I enjoyed it. And uh, I will say that I called the ending like two episodes before it happened. Um, which, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably have seen the ending, but the, the email popping up at the end. I'm I'm just like, well, of course they're going to do they're going to go through all this and say that they've hit a dead end and then they're going to hear from the dude again. He's, you know, it's going to keep going. And that's, you know, it's exactly what happened. So, I think I think you will get more of this. <laughs> there uh so well, it seems like this has been very successful. So, I don't see yeah. why they I, although I don't know if they've made any money off of it. I didn't have a single ad throughout any of the episodes I watched. So, I don't know how they're making money off this project and maybe they're not. Um, sometimes art is just art. Um, that said, I, I kind of walked away with it the same way you guys did. I I had a lot of problems with it, but at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. And anytime people get out there and shoot anything, I don't care if it's the crap that I shoot and put on YouTube. If you're sharing these locations, sharing these stories, fabricated or not, um, it drives it drives the subject, it drives the field. And it gives us more evidence to dig through. I'm sure in that five hours that there's a handful of facts. We just have to determine which ones are facts, which ones are are fakes, and which are are um, you know coincidences that people are looking too much into. The information's being put out there. The locations are being shared with people, you know, visually. Um, it, it does it does a lot for the field. I guess is what I'm rambling on about. And that part I I truly do appreciate. And it's still entertaining, um, and it was entertaining. Um, it could have it could have been shorter, but it was entertaining. And I think the biggest um, takeaway from this thing that I have is that it it successfully changed the way that these paranormal I'll call this a paranormal show um, shows their their investigation model. I guess like the way they did it was completely different than Ghost Hunters, Monster Quest, or you know any of these other shows that that depict field research, they did it in a different way. They showed it in a different way. They performed the research in a different way. They performed their investigations in a different way. Um, and, and that part I was excited about because it, uh, that's going to open doors for other filmmakers and other content creators to uh, kind of take the lead and run with it and, and hopefully get away from this stagnant, um, scripted, way of doing these shows that's just so god awful <laughs> the the way the first episode of of ghost hunters from like 2003 or whenever is exactly the same as any tv show like ghost adventurers today like it's the same formula and i don't have a clue how people can still watch this stuff um i burned out after like 10 years but that's that's one of the exciting things about this program is that they did take a different approach to it they did a cinematic um, approach to it, which I truly enjoyed, uh, especially with a beautiful area like that. You're going to showcase it, and why wouldn't you? Um, so, so my my takeaway, my final note is that if you're interested in cryptozoology, the paranormal in any way, you should definitely check this out. 
I would suggest maybe an episode every three days or something so you don't burn yourself out on it. I, I tried to watch them all in like two days, and that, I think that was my big downfall. Well said. Well, they did come out episodically, too. Origin- uh, originally, it was a weekly show thing that they did, so it wasn't just a here's them all, but sadly, by the time we got to it, it was watch them all, guys. Uh, I didn't realize they did that. On that note, yeah, on that note of watching them all, Toby. Yes. I watched them all in basically 24 hours. I was about to say, your uh, final thoughts. It, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, I didn't like how drug out some of the scenes were. I think they could have tightened up the editing a lot. A lot it could have been cut out and just left on the on the editing floor. Um, I like the idea that, like you said, from the podcast that y'all all listened to that I didn't, where they they talked about, oh, we wanted the dead ends to be there. I wish they would have focused more on that at the end instead of their the spiritual awakening or whatever it is that they had where they're all like, oh, it's just it's just a good feeling to have closure. Like, yeah, but you kind of got hoaxed a little bit. Like, you think you found something, I get that. But still, could you not just kind of spotlight, spotlight a little bit that, you know, sometimes you get leads that lead nowhere. But we we think we found something. Instead, they all were singing Kumbaya at the end instead of being like, we might have got had a little bit, but we still think there's something here. You know, they didn't like really... Because, I mean, they just were... It was all over the place with with Mothman, with with anything that... Again, the the red yarn. But I, I, I don't think it was so terrible that I, I... I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch this. I think you're going to find some entertainment in it. And it, again, I told, I said it earlier, the music, like it, it's very suspenseful. You're like, okay, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And you get really into it. And yeah, it's kind of a little bit of a letdown, but I think that's also probably how they were feeling in the moment of using the spirit boxes and stuff. Like they probably had that like pounding in their chest feeling. So it you're, you kind of do feel with them as they're going through it a little bit. It just was really long listening to them do the spirit box stuff and the IP address tracing, like just some of it could have been cut three episodes. Three episodes, I think would have been the perfect amount for this, but it is what it is. It keeps going up. It wasn't wasn't terrible. Piggybacking. Sorry. Piggybacking on, on what Toby said. I'm rereading Mothman prophecies, the book right now. And I got to be honest, it, this, the, the journey, I'll call it the journey that Keel went on in Point Pleasant is reminiscent of the journey that these guys went on in Hellier. They would, basically, they'd see a yarn and they'd pull it and it would, like, yank this whole sweater out. And they'd go down that rabbit hole and follow that. And then they'd find another yarn and pull that and it'd send them this direction. It was almost like a wild goose chase. And and if somebody was in my town investigating creatures and I wanted to throw them off the scent then I would do all the moves that, that took place not only in, in um, Mothman Prophecies, the book, but also what took place in this documentary. Like, oh, well, here's a guy that said he saw a footprint. So they chase that down this rabbit hole forever for a whole episode practically. And then they come back after this other thing. Like, oh, well, can we even find his house? It's just all these dead ends and all these uh, goose chases, for lack of a better term. Um, I, I, of course, I'm not saying there's anything there, but I do th- think it's interesting that both of these stories share that similar aspect. I, I wonder what it's going to be like in, say, five, ten years. 
because of this documentary, because of how many eyes got onto it, in five to ten years, how many people are going to have sightings? How many people are going to uh, all of a sudden come out of the woodworks with, well, you know what? Yep. A year ago, my goats got eaten from whatever these monsters are. Good point. And then now we have new lore, and now it's it's going to grow and just get bigger and bigger because, well, I want to be a part of this thing and, and see it just like everyone else saw it. So I wonder if that's going to happen. That'll be interesting to see over the next, even even six months. Give it six, I don't know how long this has been out, but just... Uh, January. January? Get, Dece- December to January, I think, was the run time. I want to see what happens by December if, if we start getting a, 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 a just wave of stories that weren't out there because they didn't find anything so it'll be interesting to see in the the next upcoming months I'm years wondering how mothman's even going to be that festival will even be if this has any effect on mm-hmm. that since it was so verbally mentioned and involved what if yeah, they're gonna true. they're gonna add a cave tour to the tnt thing <laughs> <laughs> we randomly found a cave now let's go in there but do it at night it's more scary that way <laughs> No talking. <laughs> well, this special episode has been about as long as the actual documentary itself, so we should probably <laughs> yeah. wrap this thing up. It's been fun. Well, I was about to say, I, I guess uh, we'll have to wait to another time to find out if there really are monsters among us. Oh, there it is. He did it. Hey, that was a good yeah, thank you. zinger. Roll, roll credits. He did it. He did it. So naturally, too. I didn't even notice. I know. Hey, I learned from the best. Thank you, Flora. Are we hit? It's like, are we hit? Who's he talking about? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, who's the poor sucker he's oh, going to drag me. into oh, this? That's right. That's right. Please don't pick um, me. Please don't pick me. Thanks again to Justin, Derek, and Toby for doing a little rap session on the documentary. Uh, had a ton of fun with these guys uh, talking about this and. We might uh, try and do stuff like this uh, more in the future. Uh, so definitely, you know, let us know if you enjoyed it as well. And make sure to check out Toby on the Secret Transmission podcast, Zinger on the Zing This podcast, and Derek, of course, on Monsters Among Us. All of which you can find on Facebook and Twitter pretty easily. Or by searching those out, uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know how the internet works. What am I, what am I talking about? Uh, make sure you go over to my Facebook page and like it if you haven't. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's blurry underscore photos and blurry photos podcast. Subscribe to the show on your podcatcher of choice. And if it's iTunes, please leave me a five-star review. I mean, you're going to leave a, a review on any anything that lets you leave one. Why didn't you do it, please? <laughs> if you would, please. Um, <laughs> Make sure to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash blurry photos. Get some cool rewards. I do a live stream once a month. Uh, that's a lot of fun. You get an extra sode. There's all kinds of stuff on there. Check out audibletrial.com slash blurry photos to get a free audiobook download of your choice. There's a 30-day trial membership, which you can cancel at any time or keep if you'd like and keep getting them audiobooks. They have hundreds of thousands of books to choose from. I, I'm it's a lot. So so make sure you get that. They give me a little monetary high five uh, for that, too, if you sign up. Check out my site. Check out the, the show notes for my episodes to find links to buy some of the books that I talk about, ones that I've used for research and such. Check out my Threadless store, blurryphotos.threadless.com. Lots of merchandise on there. Get yourself a cool shirt. 
make other people jealous. And if you like what I do and want to send a little coffee my way, check out coffee.com slash blurry photos. That is ko-fi.com slash blurry photos. There's a link on my site, blurryphotos.org as well. But um, shoot me a little monetary gift for uh, a coffee, which I use to stay up into the wee hours working on the uh, each episode. Thanks to Toby, by the way. Uh, Toby edited the brunt of that uh, that massive roundtable, uh, and I'm just doing the the, t- the bookends of it here, but uh, appreciate that, Toby. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this bonus episode of Blurry Photos. And it's just synchronicity that I've been David Flora. Till next time. Till next time.